0: Phoenix Down Radio is on the air. Welcome everybody to Phoenix Down Radio, episode number 119. I'm your host, Klaus Nightbringer, and joining me tonight, we have Sarah Timono. What's up, Sarah? Huh, I'm somehow holding it together this week. Hooray! And we also have a Talis Marvelous. What's going on, Talis?
1: Not a whole lot. It is good to be back in the realm of Eorzea
0: and yeah, you, out you, of you,
1: the other places I've been.
0: Yeah, you haven't been in game much lately, have you?
1: Uh, I logged out after the show and I logged in and was still in Gridania, uh, standing where an NPC used to be. Holding a level fifteen quest so that I can no longer turn in.
2: Oh, it's wah, fine. Wah, I don't get my creepy.
0: Wah.
1: I don't get the creepy rabbit hat.
0: Well, actually, no. I should say. I sometimes forget That's I still right. have access to that. <laughs> I
1: was say, man, you, we have we have a board for exactly that.
0: Yes. Um. I don't know. Like I said, when you look at the uh, events, they've been kind of. Maybe just it's the times we're in right now, but they've been kind of lackluster to me.
2: I mean, the main thing I got out of that one was watching uh, Geralt and Rowena uh, poke at each other.
0: Like yeah. some
1: of the cutscenes were pretty funny for the first half, but then I just never finished the second half of it.
0: I don't recall most of that. I think I only did it a couple of times. So yeah, during the little rabbit parade, uh, yeah, there I did is that a once. <laughs> yeah.
2: There is a rabbit that is very clearly Rowena, there is a rabbit that is very clearly Geralt, and they poke at each other a bit.
0: Mm. I wasn't paying as much attention to that.
2: The Rowena one is handing out eggs with little advertisements for House of Splendor's products.
0: (laughs) Figures. Oh, God.
2: Today's happy child is tomorrow's loyal customer. I'm not sure if that's a direct quote or a paraphrase, but... I think it can be a direct quote if you try hard enough.
0: Anything can.
1: Yes.
0: See, initially I was thinking maybe you were talking about some stuff that we got in Patch 5.25, but it's like no, that's something very different.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh God, <laughs> I love it so much. So we'll,
0: much. We'll, we'll be talking about that a little bit later in the uh, in in the in the news, but uh, um, what else have you guys been up to since the last show? I mean, in game, out of game, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, I've
2: got like. Uh, about seven dragon sung tools now.
0: So you've been really busy at that. I've been more busy with getting the uh, um the the resistance weapons. Oh uh, yeah,
2: it's poetics. What Yeah,
0: I mean I've been leveling up uh, um samurai through uh, MSQ roulette, so I'm getting a ton of poetics. Might as well use them somewhere, right?
1: Makes sense. like Three hundred poetics per roulette. It's a lot.
0: Yeah, and you yeah, only
2: little surprise they made it poetics like i guess they want to make this bit reasonably easy to get though i suppose if you hadn't done evil east that's a bit more work for
0: you i mean it's only a thousand tomes per weapon i mean the first one's free but then after that a thousand tomes per so you you max out you get two weapons and you just lather rinse repeats until you Mm -hmm. get everything you need and they're actually really nice weapons the fact that you can uh um uh pentameld them You know, 100% uh, success rates. Yeah. Really nice. I level 485. It's it's
1: the five slot ones, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They
2: really, uh, like, I was a little surprised that they obsoleted a lot of the...
0: Yeah, I mean, most of the weapons from uh, the uh, EX primals are no longer uh, best in slot. Oh,
2: that was the other thing I did. I cleared an X trial while it was still relevant.
0: Yeah, I got through a little bit of it. Are you, are you talking uh, Ruby Weapon or are you talking about the other one? Uh, I'm talking about the other one. Okay, we'll talk about that in a little bit. but uh, So we don't want to spoil that quite yet. Yeah, we'll uh, get to that. What else has been going on with you guys? I My mean, sleep. I, cause, well, I know Towers is. Sleep.
2: What is sleep? My sleep schedule is all over the place right now. Right.
1: There, I saw a great meme. It was the um, the look at me, I'm the captain now meme, and it was the look at me, I'm the sleep schedule now. Yeah, <laughs> it was the, 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 like five a.m. to one p.m.
0: Yep. Yeah, I, I've seen that one too. That's that's about right. Yeah. I'm like I've been going to bed firmly at three thirty. Thank you very much. I've been trying to go to bed about two thirty, because weekdays I have a potential to be called in. You know, during the lunch rush, if there is one which i have So you want
1: to be available to drive
0: exactly but uh you know saturday sunday psh, you know they don't open until 4 on saturday and sunday with their clothes so yeah it is what it there's is there's a
1: certain but... there's a certain weirdness of like a restaurant that is closed on a weekend day but if your business doesn't merit it then don't be open it's well, not worth most, it a
0: lot of restaurants are closed on sunday though
1: <laughs> not around here in this yeah. area yeah. a lot here yeah, not around here. But that being said, like, the Sunday is the day that they close at 9 p.m. instead of 11 p.m. I kind of thing. A lot of places around like here, it's a, a
0: Sunday-Monday usually for their weekend.
1: Oh, God, Monday is useless in the in, restaurant. Instead
0: of Monday-Tuesday.
1: Yeah, Monday but. or Monday-Tuesday. Man, if you want to get really cheap food that's, like, the most basic, like the chicken wings with barbecue sauce and the cheddar cheeseburger Mondays, those are always the days that you can get that stuff super cheap everywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: got to burn up that inventory somewhere
2: makes sense
0: so yep. how's your uh i know you've been doing a lot of uh delivery stuff as well tal is right
1: i have i actually spent most of this week working on my car and upgrading it and changing out some stuff just oh. so that it was ready uh, my best in slot was not best in slot so i changed a few bits um <laughs> I bought new floor mats. I bought spark plugs. Um, I took my entire center console apart, cleaned it, and put it back together again. Um, I'm getting my transmission fluid redone. I'm just, just basic, get it done now or do it in ten thousand miles for three times the cost, kind of stuff. Um, so I spent most of this week doing that. Oh, so you,
0: you, do you have like friends that have access to some of the things that you need for that?
1: No, I just do it. <laughs> no,
0: I mean, like some some of these re- require a, a little bit of specialized tools, don't they?
1: I would love to say that they do, but honestly, most motors don't. Uh, the like, electronics, like... electrical stuff—that I'm not good at. ECU programming, I'm not good at. But like removing spark plugs was a 14 millimeter and an extension. That was it.
0: Well, depending on the layout of your of your engine, some of them, oh, are, yeah. it's really difficult to get at the 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 back. Oh, yeah. Plus, no, if I had a
1: but... European motor or something, that would be a completely different story. I have a four cylinder, 1.8 liter Japanese horizontally mounted engine. Mm-hmm. You can put that thing, you can take that thing apart with like
0: six tools. Yeah. I, one I know, of which is a screwdriver. And I know sometimes transmissions can be a little bit uh, tricky as well if you don't have the right equipment around doing, Unless you're doing just doing dropping trans- the pan. Yeah. Doing if it you're that just way. pulling the
1: pan off to drop all your fluid, whatever. But if you're like, pulling the transmission to back it up, to pull the clutch out, to pull. Yeah. That's where you're going to need, you want to lift. And I mean, depending you if you're doing a, a, a lot of stuff,
0: it's full out change versus just a flush to try and clean out any uh, debris or any um, issues that might be mm-hmm. inside of it. That's where I was kind of concerned, you know, cause you can't just do a transmission flush in your own garage.
1: No, uh, mine <laughs> is thankfully just going to be a drain and refill. Cause it's fine. It's just dirty. Cause it's used. Mm-hmm. Um, it's shifting well, so all I need to do is just drain it. Um, that is actually one that I looked at. How much is a disposal fee? Do I need a drainage pan? How much is a box of cat litter? I also need all of my fluid. I also need, and then I looked at it, my final damage was about 75 bucks, and my damage to drag it to my mechanic was about 90. And I was like, hey, good news, my mechanic's gonna do that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because no, for and $15, it,
1: I'm gonna make somebody else do it.
0: Yeah, your time is worth money too, so
1: exactly
0: but yeah i had a, an interesting time i i did a little experiment with uh, some mgp and uh some imperial triad packs at the gold saucer
2: mm, Go. big life gambling
0: there were uh, there there's 6 cards available in that imperial triad pack guess how many uh packs it took me to get all the cards and six. Mm more than 80. 6 um try about seven times that. Oof. Five hundred and sixty packs.
2: Yeah. There's a reason I ended up going for a couple of those from the players.
0: Yeah.
1: And this is why I buy deck lists and not booster boxes. Holy <laughs> crap, dude!
0: <laughs> but um, I, I did do some research. I mean, it's it's a uh, improv. It's not a very frequent drop from the uh, idle uh, imperial either. Sure, to, to, but you're getting MGP yeah. while you do. But oh when you have uh, eight million, I mean, I spent okay, about a, fair. I, I spent about a million MGP to do it. So it, see, it,
2: you have. You have a bunch of MGP and you want to get and get done with. I have depressive episodes and wanted something to distract me from my life.
0: Or or make it worse because, you know, triple triad. That and... <laughs>
2: does not come up when thinking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> True enough. Um, but yeah, so the regular Van Hydras card is about a .14% drop. And I basically just proved that. <laughs> I was reading people who got it in, like, 25 packs. I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) Go die in a fire. (laughs) Pretty much. But, no. Like I said, it it, it was just kind of an interesting little thing to do. Because I wanted to try... I didn't have any of the cards from that uh, particular booster pack. So, I figured, fuck it. Let's see what happens. And, yeah, that's what happened. Um, Dang. But aside from that, like I said, I've been doing a lot of uh delivery you know for being on call and only working a little bit i ended up uh working four days this last week um just in friday and saturday night i took 37 deliveries
1: good god yeah. i think i do well, your deliveries how long do your deliveries take round trip um 15 minutes?
0: depends um like i said a lot of them where we're taking doubles and triples if we can so you're you're so doing three
1: and thirty kind of thing
0: three in about twenty minutes, I suppose I mean i was I okay. was averaging about six an hour
1: damn yeah okay because I mine take about an hour, but I also have to get to location shop
0: yeah you're doing out, you're doing instacart location. which I looked at that I, i'm I have all that and I'm like, fuck that <laughs> especially since it's, it's Aldi.
1: Yeah, with limited options for me, it's just like, hey, the PCC nearby is crap. I'm going to use this QFC, but not the other QFC. That one's awful. I'm going to do this Fred Meyer, not this Fred Meyer. This Safeway is horrifyingly unsafe, and this one never gets stuck. I can pick and choose. Yep, I have two when stores,
0: have a- and and every one of them has has been for Aldi. Granted, yeah. some of them were. I mean, I they've ranged from you know the base seven dollars up to I think one I saw was about thirty bucks.
1: It's so, not too bad if there's nothing else going on, but like, yeah, it's definitely,
0: it's I also, a lot of work. I also don't want to be awake um, between nine and noon if I don't have That's to. That's valid. That's <laughs>
1: valid. I wake up at 1045 whether I need to or not. It seems to be all right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I might, but like I said, I've been doing pretty well with uh, the pizza delivery. Um, it's Honestly, been fun. like I said, Do
1: it during the day when you're not doing pizza, and then keep your nights free for when you are doing pizza.
0: I don't know. Like I said, there have been days when I'm called in during you know during the lunch rush for pizza, and it's like when that happens, it's like, well, I'm not going to spend. Then I have like two hour window there that that I'm not that I'm not working. I'm not going to really squeeze anything in there. You know what I mean? Fair enough. And it's all about you know. So I've been you know. Maybe I use that time to jump into Final Fantasy 14 and do my dailies and maybe do some show note work or something like that. Uh, Or I'll do things like uh, um, turn the website into a uh, secure now. So it's not just a plain old HTTP. It's actually an HTTPS secure site. (laughs) So, I mean, I have been doing things for um, for the the show as well. So I don't know if you guys ever visit phoenixdownradio.com. You'll notice it's now secure. So, you don't have Please. to worry about... So,
2: get... so, send us your credit cards.
0: No.
1: Just send it us only... all your credit card numbers. If one of them is lucky, we will send you coasters from Cafe yeah
2: There we go. It only needs to work, like, three times. It's true. Also, hi, Rory. <laughs> hey, Rory.
0: Um, but, yeah, aside from that, um, speaking of uh, accepting things, uh, we are still accepting entries to our Phoenix Down Pick Me Up contest. Um... Like you to tag us in Twitter and add the hashtag Phoenix Down Pick Me Up, or if you want uh, don't want to um, use social media like that, you can email us podcast at phoenixdownradio.com. dot com with your story of someone you saw helping someone else, someone helping you, or are you helping someone out during these trying times? We want to pick three winners to receive a Phoenix Down key ring made by Loot Cave, as well as some pretty cool uh, Phoenix Down Radio swag. And to start it off, I guess I will share my phoenix town pick-me-up story which involves the lovely people over at Jimmy's Pizza when I you know learned that I was going to be uh, unemployed I reached out to them because they're good people Uh, I I like their work ethic they like their pizza um, and they seem like a really fun um, it seems like a fun environment and I asked hey you know with things that are going on right now if you guys need any help Let me know. I'm more than willing to do a little bit of delivery driving and things like that. And like I said, they jumped on that. And uh, it's been an amazing thing. And uh, even when things get a little more tough and trying, you know, because when it gets busy, you know, when you're taking 18 deliveries in three hours, it gets hectic (laughs) and and mistakes get made. And the the support that I have received from the owners has been just overwhelming. Awesome. So, I mean, the fact that, uh, you know, I'm helping them out, but they're helping me out so much more. And uh, that's, you know, my story of somebody helping somebody out in this time. So.
1: It's a very good story. And also, Mm -hmm. this is one of those moments where you get to keep those mistakes under your belt. And then later, when somebody else needs it, you go, Here's how bad it was. Here's the good that happened. Here's the bad that happened in that good. And here's how we responded to it. And Mm -hmm. that is just a cycle of encouragement that keeps going.
0: Yeah. And and when I was feeling, you know, very stressed by the entire situation, they reached out and they're like, Hey, you know, don't worry about it. You know, this, everything's cool. I mean, are you okay? Do you want to talk? Are there things, you know, that you need, you know, do you need anything from us? Just that support right there. From people that maybe don't necessarily think of as somebody as a as a, su- a support uh, um, person, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm bad with thinking of the of the phrase right now. Sarah would be probably better at that, but he's busy typing. <laughs> support someone <laughs> you don't think of them as as part of your support network. That's kind of I yeah, guess what that'd I was, be
2: the way I go. There's not like a good term yeah. for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um,
0: but the the fact that they reached out and and they they told me that you know we're all part of a family. That really was huge to me. And I greatly appreciated that. So,
2: yeah, it's really interesting and uh, often heartwarming to see just in crisis situations like this, which bits of unexpected bits of people come out Mm -hmm.
0: and the, all of the customers. I mean, I, I have to say that in all of the different customer service jobs that I've had, these are, overall are the best customers
2: nice
0: just their attitudes have... are amazing um are the understanding um if a mistake is made they they're cool with it um we, we but they do, they do everything they can to make it right um and just the uh the amount of support and uh frankly the tips holy shit the tips
2: <laughs> just the tips what Oh this is my. how I process.
0: It, Like, there was one day, during a lunch rush, mind you, I received three $20 tips, oh dang. a $15 tip, and a $10 tip. I love those days. Right? I mean, they're few and far between. I understand. I don't expect mm-hmm. that every time, but... The fact that when you're averaging almost $100 a night in tips and you're working four hours.
1: Yeah, and then you sit down and you go, okay, how much do I like my day job?
0: Well, see, <laughs> how I, much do I, I like un, that? Unfortunately, this job cannot replace my, my regular job once things get back to normal. However, we'll I, do have, like I, I do have the option to continue to assist them You know, on evenings and weekends and things like that. If 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 I need to, and if they need it, they they they've said that that's uh definitely an option. So might need to. We might be looking at moving the podcast permanently to Sunday if uh, that ends up being the case, type of thing. So because I mean, Saturday nights are hella good nights for making money uh, delivering pizzas. Generally,
1: if I end up picking up this side gig, I will be more free on Sundays than Saturdays so we'll see what happens
0: exactly I mean so
1: this has been real life business talk with Phoenix down
0: radio you know what you <laughs> I, I I, after I think our discussion that we had last episode last, oh for sure I think that this is something that we should do a little bit to kind of just ground ourselves with what's actually happening out there let's not pretend that this shit isn't happening because we know it is um, and how we deal with it you know now is going to you know dictate how things uh go moving forward so i think the more that we can uh address it and uh recognize it and uh deal with it now the better off we're going to be further down the road agreed if anybody wants to share their stories um or anything like that or needs to talk about anything we're available for that too so you can hit us up on our Discord server. Um, you can email us podcast at You can message us on Twitter at phxdnradio. Um, any of those good things. We're here to help. You know, we're we are a family. All of you guys listening to the podcast, um, jo- those joining us live at Twitch TV I consider you guys all part of our family, and uh, we're all in this together.
1: Okay. What would Zach Ef- just think, what would Zach Efron say at a time like this?
0: I don't know, because I don't really care for the guy.
1: <laughs> There's a song in high school musical called We're All in This Together.
0: So <laughs> See that that went over my head because I don't yeah.
1: It was a deep cut. It's a high school musical joke that's wrapped inside of a very potter musical joke, so
2: Yeah.
0: And uh, one that- person
1: that listens to the podcast might get it. Might one.
0: If, and if you're that right. person, let us know.
2: <laughs> I don't think you'll get anything for it. We're just kind of curious.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, basically. All right. So let's jump into some gaming community news. And let's start with yeah. Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII mm-hmm. was released. And I got my copy on Saturday, which was nice.
1: Yay!
0: So I didn't have to wait until, you know halfway through the, the week to, to start playing it. it the arrived end of May. <laughs> oh. But no, there's some shit we'll be talking about here in a minute. But uh, <laughs> let's talk about some initial thoughts on the game. Um, spoiler free, we're not going to talk about any type of uh, storylines. We're not going to talk about uh, things that happen within the game. Just overall, what are your thoughts on the gameplay, the visuals, the music, uh, the story? Things like that. Um, Sarah, you just downloaded it, right?
2: Yeah. So the only experience I have at this point is with the demo, which I think we talked a little bit about that already. So I don't have a whole lot new to yeah. add there. The,
0: the demo, um, it didn't change much. Um, I, think I do believe the AI is a lot smarter now than it was yeah. in the demo. So oh, God, the, uh, you've got that to look forward my- to.
2: A friend of mine did comment that he has a bit more of an idea of why the guard-scorpion fight was so hard. Uh, he was commenting that it seems like the system is really built around having three people to work with. And when it will usually up a bunch of your stats to make up for it. But so two-person things are in a bit of a weird spot. Yes. Agreed. And I,
0: yes and that no, was actually something
2: I noticed There's too. a
0: lot of, of battles where it is just two people, though. You, you yes. find yourself a lot of time when you just have two characters in your party
2: right and i think his point was those things tend to be a little bit harder than you would otherwise expect i
0: i think it was it was more with uh, poor ai tuning personally i had a much easier time going through it in uh in the actual game than i did in the demo and i'm i've been playing the entire thing on normal not on easy
1: playing on normal as well um looking through some of the speedrunner notes for stuff we're trying um the game it is that it is built for three and having two or one makes it a little bit challenging. You can do builds, especially for cloud specifically. That's just like, no, you can one man army the game, but in the one man army materia slot where you get five or six, you're not using MP up. You're not using auto cure. You're using a very specific set of things to Mm -hmm. do a very specific grouping. Like, no, I don't have wind leveled up at all because it's kind of crap. Like, you don't need it very often. Um, But if you build your characters right, the mechanics work super well. It's very fluid. It feels like a very, very upgraded version of what we got in 15. Mm -hmm. And I can look at, like, we look at 8 and we kind of joke about it. And the Guardian system is stupid and the Junctioning system is weird. We look at 6 and we go, Materia is an upgraded version of Espers because Espers were broken as hell. Because you could take them off and keep your spells. And get really weird combinations you weren't supposed to have
2: but uh, uh but also you have the ups being really weird and if you grind at the wrong time it turns out you're crippled
1: exactly so now we look at something like seven remake mm-hmm. and we can look back at 15 13 even mm-hmm. um the eight fix the fixes they did for 12 some of the stuff that they did for six for the uh for the re-re- for the re-releases for like ios and steam you can see some of those changes As the company has grown over the last 20 years, we see all of those things that they've done and we say, oh, this is what Noctis was doing, except instead of having to have access to 12 different weapon types, now we get to focus on swords. Oh, this is what spellcasters were supposed to look like, except Hope was dumb and couldn't move. So now this is how this is supposed to work. So I'm seeing little bits of every other game that they've made in the remake yeah. that's actually been a lot of fun
0: yeah i've i've seen a lot of people you know as far as the gameplay aspect of it it reminds them a lot of final fantasy 13 final fantasy yep. 10 you know they they, they, they think yep. it's a, a very linear style game but i think that they did a really good job in making the world relatively large for for what we have there's for a what lot we had yeah absolutely there, there's a lot to do in the area that, that we that we're playing in um, and it's it's a little bit maze-like so that makes it a little bit more um, seem like there's a lot more world traversal involved with it
2: couple you of that sure are in the
1: slums yeah oh god but yeah there's a couple dead ends that i've hit and then you go oh i'm in the wrong place and then you look around and you go or am i and then all of a sudden you start learning more stuff about how the world works or you listen to an npc there's whole missions that were literally two text boxes in the original game that Mm -hmm. are now an hour and a half of gameplay. Mm -hmm. Is that a change? Is that a good change or a bad change? Are we playing, is this modern dress Shakespeare bad? Or is this, we got rid of the Triumph Forks hunting nonsense in Wind Waker remake bad? Like, (laughs) both are good in their own right, but they also take away and detract from the original so you want to decide where you want to pull away from and change and where you want to leave it alone and let it exist as people remember. Even if it wasn't ideal, sometimes that novelty of memory is more important than the ideal.
0: Yep. Um, so what are your thoughts on how the combat system is working you know we, like, we talked a little bit about it during the, our discussion on the demo but now that we've gotten the actual final product what do you think of the way the game actually plays talus
1: there's two ways to do combat that i've discovered and i love both of them one is do the thing that you think looks neat if it doesn't work figure out how to adapt and work and work your way around it because you can't really change materia mid-battle and then if you fail, then you change materia and you do option B, which is know what you're supposed to do in the first place or get super lucky and then just curb stomp everything and feel like a powerhouse. <laughs> uh, without getting into spoilers, element materia is busted <laughs> if you use it well.
0: Oh yeah, if you know what you're coming up against, it is amazing. As is the... Uh, um. What's the other one? I always use it on on my Cure Materia. Um, The expansion one? Expand, yeah. The AOE one? Yeah, the AOE one.
1: AOE Cure and element range, and then you just stand back, you're like, okay, let's have fun. Um, I I am glad that it is element-specific and not Mm -hmm. status-specific, because I have played an unhealthy amount of Saints Row 4, and I can attest that having poison attached to your machine gun bullets is Really fun in and a game. And also potentially like Saints Row really broken. <laughs> and would be awful in this game. Yeah. It's fun in Saints Row because you have 400 things to kill. In this, you have like two, and it would just be awful and wouldn't be interesting. So I'm glad that there's a couple limitations. There are, oh my God, the inventory management is good, but also horrendous. I have so much extra stuff that I will never use even once I get everybody else in chapters two and three, I will never use all the material I have.
0: But there's a lot of material, but there's also, I mean, there's use cases where you need specific uh, chunks of material as well.
1: Oh, I've done yeah, where it's like, you need wind. And I was like, oh, God, I've had it equipped. It has seven points on it. Are you serious? Like, it's awful. And then I have to figure out how to use wind for the first time.
0: Yeah, I think or that's the I one I haven't really the- used either. <laughs>
1: I put Ice Element on the wrong character, and I finally, after about 15 hours of gameplay, saw the game over screen and was like, oh, hmm, maybe that doesn't work the way I think it does. <laughs> and so I had to realize, like, okay, what's preconceived knowledge? What am I looking at in terms of I've been playing Final Fantasy games for 30 years, and what am I looking at is what does this game have to offer? Well, okay. So understanding that it's new and different and it's not the same helps the enjoyment factor a lot
0: yeah plus there also is the uh you can do a classic playthrough as well where the it everything is basically uh time stop and you enter your commands in as to what you want to do i haven't tried that yet um but for the purists out there who might enjoy that i mean something to 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 try out or if you're having difficulty with a specific fight you want to slow things down just a little bit um you can try that
2: You could have people who play the game for the nostalgia factor, but they're not so much for, like, the fast action type stuff. And this mm-hmm. lets them enjoy it, too. Yeah. but I Exactly.
0: Mean, it's good. My biggest complaint, I mean, it's something I like and hate, um, the weapon upgrade system.
1: I... I like that we
0: can upgrade okay. our weapons. It, our wep- All the weapons have basically a sphere grid. Yes. You use these... You uh, use SP... Uh, to enhance, you know, attributes and things like that, specialties on each of the different weapons. As your character gains SP, each weapon in your inventory and each weapon that you gain down the road gets this SP as well. The actual act of upgrading the weapon is horrible, the yes. interface is clunky and slow so it's pretty bad. it's pretty but it <laughs> in practice
1: it is terrible the reason why 10 and 12 worked with the way that they did was that it was a sphere grid or it was a grid it was a fixed thing that you moved around on and it loaded the whole thing whereas this they're trying to do this like silly supernova like in the stars thing you're like oh that's cool for one when you have four or five nodes it's a pain in the but to try to get through everything. Well, e- even
0: 13 and 13 had that a similar system like this but the you could mm. you could easily switch between characters and and, and 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 make your upgrades you have to back out manually each time for each weapon then to each character and then do it again for every weapon that you want to upgrade and it's very so time consuming we...
1: okay I have good news and bad news. The good news is once you've learned a weapon skill and you get a new weapon, you pretty much never need to touch that original weapon again.
0: I have actually found that in some cases, certain weapons are actually valuable to use. Uh, Like if you want to convert a player into a different role, so to speak. Yeah. Because there are a lot, especially there's going to be a point where you're going to want to make sure your materia are leveled up. You are going to then want to have weapons that have lots of materia slots.
1: The subpar armor and Cloud's caster sword come to mind, yeah.
0: (laughs) Or uh, um, Tifa's uh, Sonic Striker.
1: Oh, God. The Sonic Striker's... Okay, to be fair, Star Shower is awesome, but, boy, the rest of those gloves are crap.
0: (laughs) Um, But like I said, I mean, it's not a very strong, like, physical weapon, but it makes her an amazing caster.
1: So, there is also a way that you can set it so that it auto-levels up your weapons.
0: Oh, you can but you then can you set it up. but then you can't choose which uh, skills you want.
1: No, and sometimes you go, "No, I need to have all four materia slots mm-hmm. on these on these gloves because these gloves are crap at everything but casting." Mm-hmm. I want the magic up. I don't care about the attack up. And then you get the, like the next set of gloves and you go, "Oh. Okay, I want to make sure that I get attack +8, attack +8, attack +4, attack +4, attack +6. And I don't care about anything else on this until I get to enough to start getting the criticals and the yeah. damage upgrade percentages. You want to go raw stats first, and if you hit the auto upgrade, it starts at the bottom and works its way up. Yep. So it'll finish a whole of tier one before it moves on to tier two. Even Granted, if
0: you buy something else. You can re um, restat your weapons. Yep. You can reset uh, all of your uh, your upgrades for just a, a gil cost, I believe. I I've never actually done it because I've been doing it all myself. It's so I but um yeah. I have to say the 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 person that you get you restat from he's pretty awesome. Overall, he is
1: an interesting character. He, I he's think a, he's
0: a good addition to the game. He, he he's he's a mini um Ignis. Yes, I've done it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Come for <laughs> the <a> new
1: material. <laughs> I saw that and just lost it. I was like, oh, good. We have a new character that.
0: And every yeah, time a new he does that, I go. To
1: remake. I've done it. Yeah, the snap.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: Whenever there's a new character in a remake, we always kind of get really hesitant, like, oh, no, what are you doing? Yeah. And then um, it's like, oh, no, he's fine.
0: Like like Chocobo Sam, like Madam M, like uh, Andrea Rodea. What were oh, their. Gosh. Uh, when we were introduced to them before the game came out and we talked about them a little bit and what they did they seemed so flat when we first encounter them they seemed so flat but they're actually not bad characters
1: and then we play ddr
0: and it's a good time <laughs> no it's I, I think overall i have an extremely positive um experience with the remake I've i've really enjoyed you know coming back to this the expanded Midgar story has been amazing. The the points that punch you in, in the gut with the the emotions have still been there. There's been a few new ones as well. Like, yeah, we're not going to talk about them, but there have been a, more than my, a fair share of uh, people cutting onions around here. Um, I've really been enjoying it, and I'm looking forward to continuing the push. Um, I'm on Chapter 14 right now, um, so I'm... I've been holding off proceeding because if I go too far, then I'm gonna lose access to a lot of where I'm at right now. I want to do all the side quest stuff.
1: Uh, uh, spoiler alert. Keep going.
0: I I will, but I'm gonna I'm gonna. I guess I I I know you can catch back up yeah. on it in chapter select.
1: Yeah. Okay. Then you already knew about
0: that. I knew about that. However, yeah. I still want to experience things in the initial playthrough. I know there's a couple of of things <laughs> for um. You and I have very different opinions on all what's on this game. We, 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 oh yeah, for sure. Um, so I I know there are a few um, actual like trophy things that I'm gonna go back on that that I missed out on because I, of poor performance in like the motorcycle game and stuff like that. But um, there's
1: also a section where like because it's like here's your chapter of mini games and I just went wow this feels like Fallout okay cool and, like I'm in a I'm in a crappy settlement. And I'm trying to do a bunch of stuff for a whole bunch of people that I didn't know until this cutscene started. It feels like Fallout. And then I got to another one of those and I was just like, ugh, I don't want to spend another hour and a half doing this. And then I proceeded to get absolutely rocked in combat for the next three hours of the game. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't do like six side quests and a bunch of mini boss battles. Whereas
0: I've been doing all of the side quests and boss battles and and getting materia and doing all of the little... um, um, Information gathering stuff, and oh, yeah. um, like I said, I'm sitting at level 27 right now.
1: Uh, my information gathering, uh, one of them was bugged, so I actually had to um, back up my save file and then re-download the game.
0: E, because
1: I got Damn. the bugged version of it. Um, there is one where you have to dug- stagger something, hit it with a unique ability. And then when you hit with a unique ability, it should auto charge one of your ATBs. Oh, number from wherever, oh, the third one. That's a full. I, yeah, I,
0: I finally got that one completed.
1: If your ATB meter is, if you have at least one ATB meter full, it won't fill your second one.
0: I did it using so. Tifa's uh, um, unique abilities, and that yep, pushed it right up. Yep, that's what
1: I did up. too. Yep, that's what I did too. Um, Tifas are easier than clouds because clouds are because cloud's unique ability is the uh, defensive action one where he goes into the other form.
0: Yeah, and that's so tifas are the fastest tricky.
1: you can hit hers most consistently. Uh, but if you if your ATB meter is at like one plus a little bit, it won't fill the second one if you have the wrong version of the game. So I had to delete my version of the game and reinstall it, and then I just went into like a random combat with a bunch of rats and just, I had it in like two fights. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> it okay. was just broken um uh, so if yours doesn't trigger that's why
0: interesting maybe it might have been because you have a, 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 a you downloaded it or it, it downloaded to your yep. your playstation ahead of time
1: about 10 days early
0: whereas mine was the uh off a disc
1: okay. ah so you, well yeah off disc plus patch so as opposed to there mine, was mine, no was... patch was there no patch there was no oh patch. you had the okay Friend of mine installed hers off disk. She played for about forty-five minutes. Um,
0: Unless it did it in the background, but uh, yeah, she
1: came. She came back and hers had patched in the background. And she's and, on like And
0: it also may have patched while I was at work, so
1: that's valid if you leave your uh, system on standby or whatever. Yep,
0: I do. But yeah, Just for mine that got. To,
1: mine got patched, and it wasn't a big deal. Like worse, like I was short of materia for two chapters okay. If I was not paying attention to the game or really new to playing, I would have missed that anyway. It's not a big deal. So it didn't break my game experience. It was just kind of like, well, I would have been nice if that had gotten caught. But at the same time, I worked at Nintendo. I remember when one of the Zelda games that launched was just straight up hardlock mail your system into, the, into Redmond and we will fix it for you, Broken. So...
0: Yeah, this stuff gets through. This was an easy easy fix. (laughs) This was an
1: easy fix. This was re-download the game and you're done.
0: So, what is your initial thoughts of the game?
1: So, as somebody that did not like Seven originally, uh, and as somebody that has a medical problem where where developing memories is really hard, uh, nostalgia doesn't work on me, and I didn't like Seven. So, I came into this basically brand new. Uh, with rec- with I could recognize the characters and I kind of know the story, but I don't really. I'm basically coming in kind of new. There's some characters that I actively do not like because the version of them that is in this game is apparently played in a slightly different way from what people remember them being played as. There's also characters that I absolutely adore that people are raising their eyebrows like... uh. Are you sure you like this character or do you like the remake version of this character? It's like, yes, I love Barrett because I like John. I love Jesse because she's hilarious. She has like five line text boxes of dialogue in the original game. and doesn't even matter. But she is a very amazing. different
0: character in this game.
1: Oh my god, she is so horny. It is funny as hell. All, and
0: she's so smart. All of Avalanche is very different oh. in this game. And, Biggs
1: and, and Wed oh. Biggs is my favorite character of the game, honestly. Biggs is pretty cool.
0: Um Wedge is He he's somebody you want to protect, though, too. <laughs> you know? Wedge is growing on me. He's
1: like he's gone from hilarious cinnamon roll to oh right he has a grenade launcher to all he ever wants to do is protect other people
0: and his cats
1: and, well sorry yeah. hashtag spoilers well you see that <laughs> it well, you see that in uh in like oh i want to protect my cats i care about them a lot and you're like he's protecting all of these cats it's like that's not what their narrative piece is trying to tell you what it's trying to tell you is that he's a very 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 empathetic person And so he cares about others a lot. Mm -hmm. And they're doing that with cats because cats are easier to animate than people. But it gives you a huge insight to his character. But yeah, Avalanche is incredibly cool. Um, Marlene is amazing. Oh, my God. She's fantastic. Um, Aerith's mom is amazing. Uh, And there's little side characters like your landlady, like, what? Like, I don't remember that from the original game, but she's one w- of the coolest it,
0: characters. There, It wasn't a thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, spoiler for anybody that likes uh, Power Rangers and ever watched Power Rangers as a kid. Uh, your landlady is Barbara Goodson. Who played Rita Repulsa. Really? <laughs> so your landlady is Rita Repulsa. In the English version, so finally, after ten thousand years, thousand I years, breathe! I will collect the rent. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's a lot of yeah. back rent. <laughs> that's a lot of rent. Oh my god. uh But yeah, so there's just been a lot of really good things in this game, and I'm seeing it kind of piece by piece. Logically, I'm looking through it as a emotional response piece. I'm not seeing the same emotional response that I was told I would have. Because my experience is very different than most people that played seven. So there are characters that people adore that I want to see get hit by a train. And there are characters that I absolutely love that people look at me and they go, She doesn't matter and I'm like, but she shares a voice actress with Futaba and she's funny and has cool hair. Like it <laughs> like my reason for liking the character has nothing to do with Final Fantasy Seven.
0: And you can uh, like but... what you like, so
1: Exactly. But yeah, I definitely, there are some characters that's a spoiler alert I'm not super excited with. If you follow me on Twitter or Facebook, you would know. And,
0: and we'll talk uh, more about that. Uh, we're actually going next, to do full week. coverage on the game uh, next episode, uh, episode 120, yep. which will be on May 3rd. We're also going to have a special guest joining us. So yeah.
2: Also gives me some time to actually play it, given that it just... Yeah. And, and Sarah, started.
0: don't feel that you have to finish the game. Um, there, I have a feeling that it's going to be if, if as much as you get into the game, you're gonna probably easily spend 35, 40 hours in it. Eh, I I've, wasn't sleeping anyways. I mean, I'm I'm at twenty seven hours right now. I wasn't sleeping anyway. I'm just saying.
2: Your I'm at twenty five hours.
1: Bloody. I'm in the same spot you are, Klaus. It's yeah. fine.
0: So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm estimating there's probably gonna be a another fifteen hours for me ish. I don't know. I'm I, I'm not looking forward. I don't want to spoil any of it. I'm I'm. Everything that I'm doing, I'm doing on stream. So what you're seeing when you watch, that's my gut reaction to it. So
2: Yeah. The main thing that might delay me is uh, uh, I actually got the copy because my dad went ahead and sprung for it for me to play the original Final Fantasy VII. We still have a lot of random old-in jokes about it. So I want to make sure that I can at least stream some of it for him.
0: Yeah, just let me know when you want to do that so I make sure that I'm not streaming at the same time.
2: Right, right. Well, I might also just do like a direct stream to him or something. I'll figure
0: it out. Oh yeah, you can do that through Discord. Yep. Okay. But yeah, Yeah, there's just like
2: lots of good fond memories attached, all the stuff like that. So uh, I just appreciate the whole like hey, here's this uh, thing we can kind of share with each other.
0: Or if you guys out on uh, watching us on Twitch, if you guys want to see uh, Sarah's playthrough on this, let us know and then we'll uh, we'll work something out for you. Oh, right. I guess that's a thing we could do. Yeah, because like I said, you have access to stream on here. Sometimes people want to see what the hell I'm oh, doing. Oh, wait, wait. So weird. Hold on. Um wait, you're not set up for uh PS4 we'll sh- streaming right now. We'll have to figure that out. Yeah. It
2: could be a thing. I might be. I tried to show my dad Persona 5 at
0: So yeah, that could be difficult to, depending on how Yeah, we'll figure something out for you. All right, moving on. Um there were two new um, Inside Final Fantasy VII Remake videos released um, since the last episode. Um, part 4 dealt with the music and sound effects. And Part 5 dealt with the graphic and visual effects. I'll be copying and pasting these into the uh, the chat as well as uh, in uh, the show notes. Just give me a second here to get this right. Copy. Paste. Had you guys checked these out at all, or been watching these as they've been coming out?
2: I haven't, I watched mostly because I watched the fourth one. <laughs> spoiling stuff. Even though I know they'll probably avoid spoilers.
0: Yeah, they've been really pretty good at, at avoiding most spoilers um, in them. Though I did hear that people thought that uh, there was too much spoileriness in the uh, final trailer. Oh, uh, but uh, with I that, with that said. Um, with the music and sound effects one, I think this is the one where they talked about it. They created this whole new system um, that basically uses AI to change. Um, and actually, maybe it goes between both of them, but it, it changes how um, sound effects are applied to the characters. Like, um, yes, environmental sound effects. What was it called? The uh, um, not, I do
1: not remember, yeah. but yeah. That was, that was in the fourth one. And it was like, if you walk through a puddle or if you hit something or if somebody is doing something nearby that has a random chance of making a noise, depending on where you are will determine how things around you react.
0: And they, huh. also, they also talked about how um, the facial structure and, and uh, um, lip syncing are automatically changed based off of the uh, localization you're using.
2: Oh damn. That I did not know. Yeah, I think that, that sounds awesome. That
0: might have been in part 5. Yeah, cuz they're talking they okay. were talking about how um they have a special system in place that if you if you watch really close in, during one of the, a, a cut scene or a dialogue scene um t- for instance Tifa's vo- um lip movement in the English is going to be slightly different than it is in French because of you know the length of the actual uh, dialogue on uh, the words that are spoken. So you're going to notice some slight differences there so you don't get that uh, um, that uh, lip-sync lag that you would and see in a lot of uh, um, um, localizations.
2: That such a long time I remember going back even to like to Final Fantasy X with the uh, first voice acting of Final Fantasy where at least part of the odd speech patterns were because they were trying to not stray too far from what mm-hmm. the visuals were doing. Yeah, they
0: wanted to keep it within that little loop you know, so you weren't you know speaking two seconds after the, their lips stopped moving.
2: Yeah, that like, well we can correct for some amount of it but a gap that big is just jarring and the fact that they've been able to actually start bringing the visual. Well, they must be, damn.
0: Yeah, they, yeah, they're using AI algorithms to do this. It's it's amazing. So it's all happening, you know. So if you switch your language on your disc, it will change.
1: Huh? Pretty cool. But I know that when we were trying to do um, Skip Beat uh, script writing, that was one of the biggest issues that we had was that the lip flaps were massive and they were all over exaggerated because the show is about acting and singing. So everybody's mouths and faces were way more animated than the rest of the scene. And so now as we were trying to do uh, ADR, we're like, okay, well, we have to do this in English, but it also has to be in Japanese. But she's also singing, and we have to match lip flaps to all this.
0: Ugh.
1: It was awful. I spent 45 minutes researching a four-second scene. It was terrible. But we made it.
0: <laughs> and, it's done And now, and now computers are doing prize. it all for you.
1: Thank God, this is one that I'm okay with having our robot overlords take by job. That shit was difficult,
0: dude. But no, it was pretty amazing. Um, so I, I strongly recommend if you haven't watched any of these behind or the inside of Final Fantasy remake, go watch them. They're actually really informative and they're really good.
1: Agreed. Please watch at least the first one or two. And then if it's not your style, that's fine. But those two... Don't spoiler much and we'll give you a lot of insight. Well,
0: the other thing I liked what they talked about in the music one was the fact that they created multiple uh, um, versions of the music because they're dynamically changing the the score just a little bit depending on the uh, the situation within the game. So you have dynamic music changes.
1: Yes, yeah. so when you're at an area the first time when you're at an area the second time when you're running through it because you have to go back like it's more
0: relaxed. Just, it's more just, yeah. you know, kind of in the background. But if they, when they want you to feel a little more emotion or if, it, if it's a more tense thing, they change the music and they add that tension within the that particular score and, and you, you feel it
1: it's so cool
0: yes and 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 they use again these these ai algorithms to know when you get to that point because you know they can't just put it on a timer because you're not moving at at a specific pace throughout the thing you might be lagging back here or there you might be going in faster so when it detects you get there it automatically just transitions very smoothly into that different version and and you it, it just sounds so good it's been natural and when you can't notice the jarring change is when you know they're doing it really well. Did so
1: just in case anybody listening is curious, uh, Klaus loves music <laughs> and has a shitload of instruments. And eh. In case you couldn't tell, your voice was starting to do the thing that
2: it does when you get really fucking excited about something. Yeah, could hear I it. Like, oh, I was like, oh, damn,
1: he's all in. Okay.
2: No, like, just sit great. back, ride it out.
1: Yep, it was awesome.
2: Please do more of that. That was amazing. <laughs> well, I guess I, I look the at way me. You... I Klaus and I care about things.
0: It's also <laughs> Final Fantasy, and it, it's something that I really care about.
2: It's look true. I Klaus and I have the capacity to care.
0: Don't be jelly. <laughs> anyway, um, so apparently, um, I, I, I happened to, to see a, a Kotaku article. I know Kotaku. Um, ooh baby, ooh baby. Um, person was uh complaining um or commenting that uh you know they were trying to get a uh, um a physical copy of the game <laughs> and um uh, th- they had pre-ordered worked you
2: out your window
0: ha- they, they okay they pre-ordered from I think they said Best Buy or something like that Thanks. and uh th- apparently their copy had gotten lost or they didn't receive enough copies Um, because a lot of places had to actually cancel pre-orders because they were not going to be getting the stock because of what's going on. Um, So apparently there actually is a shortage of physical copies of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and they're extremely hard to find. Um,
2: Damn. Yeah, normally I'm big on having a physical copy, Doctrine of First Sale, all that. I went with the digital download this time just because this is...
0: Yeah, you and I were talking about this earlier today because you you wanted to figure out how you could best get a copy of it. And, you know, me, I went with the physical copy because I like having the physical stuff. And
2: in most cases, I would do that. Just I had held off for other reasons. I was waiting for uh, money stuff to come in. Mm -hmm. And then this all happened. It's like, well, this is not what I would have chosen, but it's this or nothing.
0: Yep. And, you know, down the road, like I said, I, I know that once this kind of passes, they will be ramping up production again. There will be more copies made because it's not impossible to remake a, a new, uh, you know, to press a new disc and send out a new box. But, um, you know, for those who want to get into it right now, if uh, you need to get that physical copy, I did some research. Um, the only places I could find, they were there for sale. I think I did this last night or early this morning. Walmart and uh, Target.com. The only places that are still selling copies. I checked Amazon. I checked Newegg, Best Buy, GameStop, and even the Square Enix store. All on waiting lists are sold out. But uh, a Target about 50 miles away from here has it. Um, Or you can get it on... get it shipped to store and have it in about a week kind of thing Mm. or sent to your house type of thing. But yeah, that's the only places I found that had it at all. And that was just the standard edition.
1: uh, The other places that you can potentially look is uh, any of your like big box or medium box, um, all in one stores, things like Fred Meyer uh, where it's like you have clothes on one side of the store and furniture is over here, but there's also a grocery store in the middle um those kind of places usually have an electronics department that is largely forgotten about um that's actually been my hot trick for buying video games for years is you go there at like 10 55 on like a thursday and you'd be like hey this game comes out at midnight and they go it sure does and then they just hand it to you because they just don't care um so i've bought games physical games there at, you know, super yeah. later at night. Though in,
0: in this scenario, I don't think you're going to have the same luck.
1: Unfortunately not. Uh, I will say that if you are in the Bothell area, uh, find me on Twitter at Hells Marvelous, and I will tell you which stores have copies of Final Fantasy VII because I know of three.
0: Mm, okay, so there are some but, available in, in Western Washington.
1: There are, but it's like Here's three stores, and I think they each have, like, a copy.
0: Yeah, that's... Or
1: something. Like,
0: yeah, it's bad. That, like I said, the fact that they had to cancel pre-orders with people who ordered at Game Stops and stuff like that, that's... That's, that's tough. so dumb. Yeah.
1: Like, I don't know why. Gratefully, I went for the digital anyway, but, like, there was also a certain thing, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, people were like, I have my copy, and I'm just like, cool, I have mine too. It's installed with a timer on it.
0: Yeah. I mean... You are know, like and i guess i went through the whole reason why i w- i ended up sticking with the version i went with cuz amazon had it for $10 less i got oh the, for sure the digital or the, i got the deluxe physical edition for $10 more than what the standard edition would have cost
1: that's worth it exactly that's the, that's the difference is like i'm not usually the person that's going to buy the special edition because it's you know thirty bucks more and comes with a soundtrack. I don't own anything to play that on, so that doesn't really matter to me. Uh it comes with a poster. Okay. Nothing is hanging on my walls, so that doesn't really do anything for me. It's not worth thirty bucks. But that
0: motorcycle figure though. If I had the three hundred dollars, I would have bought that. I, that I would have so I would have good. ordered it from the screening store. Chili got it, Nicknar got it, um a few other friends. Ordered it. Like I said I could not justify three hundred dollars, and in this time right now, I, I'm glad that I didn't go that route. But um,
1: how, it. <laughs> how many times have we bought three hundred dollar emotes that came with free Shiva statues, though? Well, me never.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I have bought two hundred dollar fi- uh, collector's editions of expansions, though that came with uh, you know shit. But
1: <laughs> oh yeah, but like okay, I bought the collector's edition of of Shadowbringers.
0: Duh! Like Shadowbringers was
1: awesome, and I've been playing fourteen for well, years. That, that and, makes sense. And
0: the uh, the Dark Knight statue is amazing. Yeah, I mean it's the best of the uh, statues that have come with the collector's editions. Uh, the uh, um, the the Midgard Stormer was a joke. Xeno's um, is okay. But that Dark Knight, holy shit, that Dark Knight was worth it. I bought the
1: digital special
0: edition,
1: oh. of course, so oh. I didn't even get that.
0: Oh. See, I, see I'm talking. You know, I'm going to the physical ones because you know, we were just talking about the Soldier First Class edition. Ah, so.
1: uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I only buy the digital be- because I move all the time. Um, I do own some physical things. I own a car and tools to work on the car. And you soon and- own
0: a base. Guitar,
1: and I'm buying a bass tomorrow. Yeah, uh,
0: I have I have a, a, a regular guitar. We can maybe form a band. We can do the Phoenix Down radio band. Sarah, you need to learn drums or kazoo. I mean, I
2: use I use I've got a kazoo.
0: <laughs> there you go.
2: Shit. I usually take vocals,
0: well, but we just sure. need more oh, cowbell, dude. We're down. You could be my backup singer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and and, and, and play got... tambourine. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Let's see. We've
2: got. Do I need some... to like? Do I need to, like, do the whole Hippie Flower Child costume?
0: Uh, if you want. You do
2: now. (laughs) That feels like the standard tambourine player outfit. You do now.
1: Uh, I've got a piano player and another backup vocalist that plays guitar.
0: We do need a drummer, though. You're right. (laughs) What's... Anyway, let's let's move on. What's Luna up to? (laughs) I don't think she plays drums. She's she's busy uh, uh, homeschooling some kids right now.
1: That's Ooh. true. Also, hi, Luna. We miss
0: you. Yes, hope you're doing well. Um, there was a little bit of sad news, though, that uh, I saw. On April 12th, the Japanese voice actor uh, K.G. Fujiwara passed away after a long battle with cancer. Uh, he was actually the voice uh, actor of Reno in Final Fantasy VII. He was yep. also Arden in Final Fantasy XV. He was yep. Izana Kunagiri in, in Type-0. He was Garland in Mobius Final Fantasy And he was Maze Hughes in FMA.
1: I, yeah.
0: He was also Uh, only 55 years old, so.
1: So he was also Shingo in um, Initial D. So some of the uh, the car fans have been Mm. uh, posting a lot of pictures of civics lately uh, in memoriam of him. One of my mom's friends posted a link. It's, you know, 50-year-old mom. They're going to post links on Facebook. uh, Of the article about Fujiwara-san passing away. And she was like, I thought, you know, you and your sister might want to know if in case you had met this guy at a convention or something. We were both like, we haven't met him, but we heard and it was kind of sad. Uh, I posted the comment. It was a gif of it's a terrible day for rain. But sir, it's not raining and it's Mustang crying. And all of their friends were like, holy shit, how did you find such a perfect anime gift for that? I'm like, all right, here's the backstory <laughs> and why this GIF in particular yeah,
0: that's... hits
1: like a truck.
0: <laughs> yeah, that one is... When, when... That was
1: the moment that a, my mom and a few friends were like, oh, right, you studied Japanese media analysis in college. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And it's been interesting going through and seeing like, what all has Fujiwara-san done? And there's so much that he's done for Square Enix. Mm-hmm. And so he much that he's
0: done. He uh, was for... um, in Kingdom Hearts as well.
1: He's in Kingdom Hearts. He's done a ton of stuff with JC Staff. And again, he's 55. We hear all of these voice actors, and they're all playing 17-year-old boys with power fantasies and anime. But they're all like in their 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. All of them. And when we lose one, it's not that we're losing one. We're losing two dozen characters that over the last 10, 20 years we've developed this emotional bond with through watching them in shows and in movies and reading a manga later and thinking about that voice in our head. Yeah. So make, this was definitely a sad thing to read.
0: Yeah, it makes me sad, you know, because that, that was going to be one of my new cosplays for uh, Detour was Mace was Hughes. Was Mace. I mean, it still I'll, should be. It, it will. I will still be cosplaying, but I mean, it just it hit there because, I mean, Hughes was one of my favorite characters in that show, even though he didn't, he wasn't in it very long. Nope. What his impact and, and his, you know, he was just an amazing character, That I just, yeah, there are some characters
1: that we watch and play and through video games or anime or TV or movies. There are some characters that they can be there for five minutes and rip our heart apart. And there are some characters that we can watch for years and go, well, that's unfortunate. And it's, it's cool because we all are approaching characters very, very differently. Like how we all responded at the end of Heaven's Word. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that didn't make it out of Heaven's Word. But we remember a few people a lot stronger than most. Mm-hmm. So it's we have to look at these as and- the nothing, is, nothing is permanent. All things are impermanent grateful for the things you have now
0: and the thing is like i said a lot of our opinion and our feelings about these characters are based off of how they were portrayed by people like Fujiwara-san so his loss is it's a loss to a lot of people
1: so if you have a moment uh in the next few days and you've liked anything that he has ever been in take a moment of silence for Fujiwara-san. Thank you for everything that you have done.
0: Yeah, and go rewatch some of that, or go replay some of that.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Except, anyway, except for Mobius, because you can't play that anymore.
2: Rest uh, and rip. I think you still can for like another month. Oh, I, I thought
0: I, I thought it was basically done. You, eh. you, you're right. Maybe it is still.
2: The, t- I think June, the servers are up
0: through the end of to June. June. Yeah, that's right. See, I thought we were further on in the year. Then maybe you just want us to be further on in the year. did you know that march was the longest month ever (laughs) (laughs) and and april is coming up to be the shortest oh my god right like what the hell i mean we're already you know two-thirds of the way through it it feels like it just started april and yeah march took
1: like 700 years yeah time doesn't really mean anything anymore no nope time is an illusion lunchtime doubly so
2: thank you mr adams i do what i can
0: all right moving on uh, Final Fantasy 14 news. Uh, we recently re- uh, received notice that the live letter 58 is scheduled for April 24th at 4 a.m. Pacific time. My ass Thanks, is not getting guys. up for that. Well, it's in J- it's in J- Japanese time. So they're, oh, they're going to do it normal time.
1: Man, it was really nice watching the live letter in like the middle of the afternoon. That was great. <laughs> you mean you
0: mean for the, the couple weeks you were there?
1: For the two weeks I was there, that live letter came out. I'm still <laughs> jealous that Ruby got to be at Café Orzia and watch the live letter That's pretty at Café Orzia. Nice. That would have been so cool.
0: Um, it's going to be our first look at patch 5.3. And, of course, Ushida will be going uh, to visit uh, one of the worlds with his character and interact with all the players there. Most likely it's going to be elemental or mana, but. Uh... Probably. Um, And there are more details out on the lodestone. I will copy-paste this into the show notes as well as right now into Twitch, so you guys can check that out if you want to. And as we were discussing a little bit earlier in the show, Patch 5.25 is now live. Um, They added a new trial with Normal and Extreme difficulties. That trial was something else. Did you guys do it with a party or did you do it with Trusts?
2: Uh, I don't think you have an option to do oh, it. except. Oh, with... is it just trusts? Yeah, it's part of that entire sequence. Mm.
0: Okay, see, I thought maybe you had an opportunity to choose, but... Um... Nope. So the fact that, that... you get to do a, an eight-man trial with the tr- with the Scions was actually kind of cool.
2: Yep, there is, like, uh, I was talking about with Spender afterwards, it's like, well, that was a neat technical d- uh, demo proof of concept for trust trials.
0: Okay. I thought maybe you you could do it with a group. but Nope. uh...
2: I haven't done mine yet.
0: Okay. It's trippy as fuck. Good.
2: It is a really interesting sequence. Uh, There's a lot of lore implications that, once again, we've been arguing about, wait, what the fuck does this mean? Are they retreading on this? Uh, Like a there's the usual for that but it's a really fun and interesting sequence that uh Matsuno actually posted a bit on Twitter about uh a lot of it draws from inspirations for the original plans for the Vagrant Story sequel. Okay. There was yeah. plans for a Vagrant Story sequel. Yeah, it never happened, but a lot <sighs> of it would involve say yeah, a lot of it would have involved uh like poking around and like uh, because there's the entire thing of the same story told from multiple viewpoints and not being sure what the truth was this Mm -hmm. was going to involve a bit of like poking around in people's minds trying to find the memories that they had edited or otherwise changed because they were too painful and delving into those to find the truth
0: yeah the only spoiler I'm going to give on this is we are poke around in Sid's head (laughs) and it's it's, it's a scary place Sid's head is scary Eh, but when you've seen what he's seen you understand why yeah
2: it was another one where we filled, uh, plot wise, we filled in some details that we had, really suspected, but it's nice to have confirmation.
0: So go go play it, Talos. For, for fuck's yeah. sake, it's, it's actually cool. it's, it's really good. You'll I think you'll enjoy it. Plus Get there, plus there is an interaction. You you were talking about interactions with uh, Rowena and uh, Geralt before. There's some <laughs> really really interesting interactions with Rowena and Geralt in this one. Oh Again, my God,
2: that- <laughs> Geralt's mind.
0: I I I think the alcohol has gotten to him.
2: Yeah, that was another one where it's like there's all the elements of this that we would known about or had hinted at, but having some of those details. Oh my God, it was, I I love that entire sequence.
0: That sequence, yes. <laughs> like I was uh, I was laughing. Also- so hard.
2: Also from a technical perspective, the motions it like that wasn't just hey we're gonna string together a bunch of emotes. That was motion capture there.
0: It it was pretty good. Like I said, I I, I enjoyed the story even though it was short. The story does require that you completed the uh the um the, the raid series from um Return to Evil That one, yes, the Evil East one. Thank you. I couldn't think of the name. Which they
2: did simplify some of the parts. They made Thunder God Sid a bit less of a killer, among other things. So it should be a bit easier to do So you no longer have to actually do mechanics. Oh, did they nerf it? I think you still need to do some, but it's less of the one foot wrong and Thunder God Sid lays the entire...
0: Raid onto the fire. Okay. I always thought that that was fun, though, but eh, that's just me. I
2: mean, it's very much in the spirit of Thunder God Sid. Yes. But if they want people to be able to...
0: Well, like Flem guy and will still uh, one shot everybody if they're not at all on their pads in labyrinth. Yeah,
2: yeah. like it's not just an ignore mechanics thing.
0: Uh, but no, I, I mean, know.
2: Not everyone needs to be on pads. Enough people. I think like six people can be not.
0: It's be okay. it's four or six. I don't remember.
2: Yeah, I think it's you need six per, uh, per pad, so eighteen mm-hmm. of the twenty four in the alliance.
0: That's yeah. not too
1: bad.
2: Yeah. But it's a thing where one person can mess up, and it doesn't wipe the entire alliance. And there's been a long-standing thing of, okay, you've got the main story sequence, and then you've got, hey, here are these kind of like side stories, like the raids, other stuff like that. It really seems like they're starting to move away a bit bit away from that, and have a lot of the stuff more integrated, it all being part of one big story, which is exciting. It is
1: exciting. I like it when we have big, overarching stories. I also
0: read, this is not related to that, but it's it, it, as far as 5.25, but it's related to the the required things. I've also read um, that there's going to be a requirement that you, in order to proceed with a storyline in 5.3, you're going to have to have finished Crystal Tower.
2: Ah, yes, that was something where uh, I saw some of the interviewing with Yoshi P about this.
0: I'm okay with that. And, and it makes complete sense.
2: Like they didn't, they uh, wanted to be something where it wasn't required for the initial Shadowbringer stuff that they could say, oh, well, this is something that's going to happen in your time stream because they didn't want to completely shut people out of the new expansion. They wanted to get them into it, get them hyped, get them excited. But now it's becoming more of a, okay, we do want this to become part of a thing. And that's uh, another thing that's touching on that whole integration of the side stories and main story.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's not a bad story either you You learn a lot of about the past of the game, um you know, and it's it's world building. And then like I said, we we learn uh, you know about you know the allegans Grahatia, his relationship with all of that and why the hell he's in um the first. you know it all it all ties it together in a nice little bow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go do plus, it like
2: plus like half the time of uh, alliance duty roulette. Has a crystal tower thing anyway, so like you can clear it without even trying.
0: And if you need help running it, let us know. We'll 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 be we'll ha- we'll put something together. We'll we'll queue up with you and we'll help you get through it. It's not that t- that so difficult. Lazy. I could use the tombstones. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Join if on, us if you're we'll on Primal. Great. Let us know. We'll help you out. Um, additional things added in five point two five. The resistance weapons, um, for D- the disciples of war and disciples of magic have been added. Your first one's free. Each additional one's going to uh, requires 4 Thevenarian scale powders which costs a total of 1000 poetics tomes.
2: Which for a thing in the relic weapon grind, it's like I had to d- double take a couple times cuz that just seemed way too cheap. Not that I'm complaining, just
0: and they're ni- they're actually nice weapons. I think the the models with the exception of the white mage one look good. I think the
2: white mage one looks fine.
0: The white mage gets a fucking stick. It's a good looking stick. It's a fucking stick. (laughs) Don't use the stick for that.
1: (laughs) Oh my! God damn it, sir! That was great. I don't know why that hit me as hard as it did, but that was really funny. Holy
2: shit! Like it looks like it. Maybe it's the like fancy camera type of thing. Maybe it doesn't look like a
0: stick. It's a stick. It's a branch with a crystal in it.
2: I kind of want to find that McSweeney's article that gets linked every November. It's decorative gourd season, motherfuckers. Because I I feel like it has that energy. It kind of does.
0: Okay. Anyway, I, I, I just, I was reading about a lot of people who are really salty about that.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: well, they have no taste. All, no, but I'm just saying all these Fight other... Me, bro. We- all of these other weapons had beautiful designs put to them. White mages get a stick.
2: 1v1 me at Baron. No,
1: no, 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 <laughs> no. We're I, gonna, need, I, no, I'm, I'm I gonna, have not smoked for over a year. Do not bring that shit back in. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God.
0: Oh. I, I am going to make the meme template and I'll put your head on that guy's body that says the white mage uh, staff is just fine. Change my mind. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sarah it's, and I approve this it, it, meme. It's, 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 oh. it's, it's It's decorative uh, uh, stick season. Change my mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's decorative snow. <laughs> All of this is terrible. We, we
0: now have a title for the episode. It's decorative stick season.
1: <laughs> hey guys, we got the title I, done before an hour after it's done.
2: You really want the motherfuckers in there just for effect, but I guess that would not uh, I guess the podcatchers would have a problem
0: with they that. They would. They absolutely Probably. would. Um and they also added Sky Steel stool sky steel <laughs> your, your, tools. Your, 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 Dirt, dirt. I can talk. I've only had twelve beers <laughs> you just. Your kidding. Best. Um did he though for, for the did DOH and I DOL. Think so. so so we have new relics, so to speak, for um crafters and gatherers.
2: They are actually also fairly nice looking. Um uh, if you they're also everyone's gonna have different definitions of what's easy or hard to get. If you participated in the Ishgardian restoration, you will not have serious problems well also oh,
0: okay. um, even fully kitted out they're not they're comparable but they're not best in slot compared to a, a fully melded facet uh, hand correct
2: uh yeah it's something where so uh, for the crafting tools it's reasonably comparable except you can't have CP on there and CP is the stat that everyone loves mm-hmm. so not as good for that the gathering ones, I'm not quite sure they honestly, be okay. Also, in general, they're really nice looking.
0: So, I mean, if you want something to uh, sink your uh, um, script into, you can do that because each one, each step requires quite a few script.
2: Yeah, thousand, right?
0: Uh more uh, than that. I mean,
2: thousand for the f- a thousand yellow script, not white script. Yellow script. So, that... I appreciate that they're not making us go through all of the really nasty currencies first off. True. Yeah, uh, like the accessibility of this is something I actually really appreciate. Uh, but it's 1,000 yellow script for the first upgrade of a crafting tool,
0: 1,500 upgrade.
2: And that just okay. gets you to,
0: to the, that doesn't get you to the end though, does it?
2: Uh, it gets you to the end of what's currently available, yeah. Oh,
0: okay, so it's 2,500 script each.
2: Yep. And Which, it, I mean, that's a week's a week's custom deliveries can get you like one, one and a half. Yeah. That's Really
1: good,
0: and, and it's a decent amount of crafting. And you do have to gather some items, um, like uh, the leather worker one requires a couple of different types of uh um, animal skins that you have to actually go get or buy. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, it's not all it, just script items,
2: yeah. Uh, which is another things that, one of the things that makes it a lot more accessible than the Ishgardian restoration recipes you can get high-quality materials and use them to increase your starting quality Yeah, much more easily than you could with Ishgard recipes.
0: Yeah, fuck those Ishgard what? recipes. Is... Like, I'm seriously. Just
2: gonna hi- I'll just hide my beat of the Firmament title now, shall I? No. Yeah. yeah, I saw that earlier. I was like, hmm, are we going to get to make <laughs> fun of him for this? I was number 16 Culinarian on the server and number 50-something in fishing, I want to say. That's damn
1: good dude I mean it, it's, <laughs> e- it's
0: easy to get you know a lot of stuff in the diadem I mean because they, they just they, you go in there and they dump uh, mats in your lap basically plus you could just shoot it's a true. giant laser beam which that's yeah. the best part of the whole thing but it's just time consuming and then it takes up a lot of space in your inventory and <sighs> oh
1: god I had to leave dump my inventory and come back in with an empty one just to like have enough space for mm-hmm. just casually grabbing stuff
0: yeah
2: yeah but but yeah the crafting was interesting it was actually like like it was a type of thing i've wanted to be where you can't just mash a macro and you have to actually think about what you're doing i loved it
0: depending on what what you're looking for at the time you know if that's what you want to do great i don't always want to sit there and and have to figure out which button i need to push now and and do that sometimes i just want to mindlessly play the game
2: and that's why you're not recognized as a saint of the firmament.
0: Nope, I'm just uh, you know, leveling up all my other stuff so. And running a podcast. Woo. True.
1: And so yeah, pizza. that's
0: that's and delivering lots of fucking pizza. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was uh basically what we got out of 5.25. Um, we're not going to spoil the story on that. Just go do it. It's worth it. It's fun. I think you'll enjoy it.
2: Oh. Uh, and there was the x do we talk about the x trial at all?
0: uh, we're not going to
2: uh it exists uh it's one of the more accessible ones.
0: there's a spender f- does, spender
2: does a lot of extreme trials, and he put it like somewhere a little below the middle of difficulty of the ones we've had. I
0: don't know we had we, we it uh, took you us, get go ahead, oh no, go ahead. I was gonna say it. I, I did try it with, with a, a group of random people in, in Party Finder, and it took us an entire lockout to figure out the first phase. Just because uh, of the number of different things that are happening. There's a lot of stuff going on.
2: We managed to get consistently into the second phase in the first party we tried with. So it might Damn. just be a difference of styles.
0: Well, I guess, yeah. I mean, we, we saw the second <laughs> phase... But like I said, to consistently get through it. You know, we didn't get very far into the second phase. You know, towards the end of that, so we it, learned some neat Latin. It was fun. But I mean, like I said, I don't want to. If we talk about yeah. it too much, oh, it will at, spoil the story, and I don't want to do that. Right. Uh, now.
2: The loot in question is of uh, five material slot versions of the artifact armor that's I level four eighty. You get coffers of it that drop directly. Two tokens per fight, and there are three or five tokens each for the pieces. So it's not too hard to get a set of clothes.
0: Yeah, but it, it's. I'm wondering if this is going to be similar to the um, the upgraded armor that we had in uh, Eureka, where there's going to be more steps of it. I don't know. Or if because this is I mean, like the, just an, the, an upgrade of the weathered gear.
2: I, think it's just, I feel like it's just an upgrade of the weathered gear, in part because this trial is not required whatsoever.
0: True. And the fact well, neither was Eureka. Hmm. I mean, Eureka was only for artifacts, weapons, and armor.
2: Also yep. the thrilling
0: story. Yeah. <sighs>
2: anyway,
1: I, I still like I forgot that I was like, oh, I haven't unlocked the first Eureka yet when the last one came out. I unlocked it, went in, and went, Oh hey, nobody's doing this. And then immediately forgot that I had it unlocked for like six months until it got mentioned on the show. And I went, oh, yeah. And then I went in after the show and I was like, oh, now there's even
2: fewer people in here. Okay, well, you know, this is pointless. Yeah. It's a lot more soloable now. so
0: Yeah, you, you can I, get yeah. through it a little bit easier. But I don't know, getting some of the uh, the crystals will be a little bit tough.
1: Honestly, at this point, it's just really complicated Glamour gear.
0: Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. I mean, if you want to experience the storyline, you can always watch it on YouTube.
2: That's probably for the best, yeah. Well,
1: I kind of well. Part of me wants to be like, "That's an atrocious way to look at content for a game we love." I'm like, "Nah." <laughs> for certain <laughs> content, totally I
0: will agree with you there. I mean, there are things. I mean, I want people to go through. Hey, COIL let's talk and about original that.
2: diadem. I mean,
0: no, we can't let's not. because it. Well, I actually, I'm one of the few people who actually liked the original diadem.
2: Okay, and you were wrong. No, nope, nope. Here's how
1: we talk about the original diadem. Don't spend a long time taking care of a mistake just because you spent a long time making the mistake.
0: <laughs> and like I said, I I don't in, didn't enjoy diadem because of the way the content was. I enjoyed it because of the company I kept while playing it.
1: That's valid. That's absolutely for sure. But
2: if you're playing I with feel good like people, that's a damning with faint praise kind of thing. Yeah.
1: I will play a shitty game with people I like before I will play a good game with I people mean, I don't look
0: like. Look at Fortnite.
1: Yeah. Do I have to? Exactly. <laughs> it's terrible. But if you get six or seven people that you like dicking around in that game, it's really fun.
0: Look at Animal Crossing.
1: Uh, nope, that's okay. (laughs) Animal Crossing can be set on fire and sent to the pit of hell.
0: So adorable! Nope, it's awful. See, I knew that was gonna get somebody with this one. We're gonna be triggering people on this one, I know it. (laughs) So,
1: fun fact, I worked on Animal Crossing New Leaf, so, like, I know the game is really good, and I understand why the game is a product that is made to sell. I personally can't stand it, because I remember sitting in a white noise room yelling French curse words at a collection of DS's set up across a desk. That's what I think of when I think of Mm. Animal Crossing. And yet I still don't want the game.
2: Well, I just don't have a unique collection of traumas.
1: I in fact, remember that time that I illegally entered a country and then had to hide from immigration? You have a very unique set of traumas. Now remember, that's the second time that I was referring to.
0: (laughs) And maybe not even alive and safe. And maybe not even the most recent one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not the recent one, the one
2: before. <laughs> Can I buy you a drink or some therapy? Please. My
1: Venmo is it, no. It's over here.
0: If somebody were to donate to the to the podcast and saying this is for for uh, Tal's drink, <laughs> I would send it to him.
1: If somebody tips 5 bucks to the podcast, I will let you keep that and I will walk
2: downstairs and grab a beer cuz that what would be if, funny as hell. What if they donate saying this is for his
0: therapy? Well, I will um, also
1: grab the whiskey.
0: And then, that's they're, they're,
2: not how therapy works.
0: D- it depends on who you are. Not with that well, attitude. Moving on. That's the, the, Like I said, that's the gist of uh, Patch 5.25. Um, we're not going to really talk about the trial or the storyline on that until you guys have had a chance to experience it. Um, so just go do it. It's, it's good it's stuff. It's pretty cool. I think it you guys will enjoy stuff. it. It's, it's fun. You know, when you're traipsing around in Sid's mind. All right. We have been trying to talk about this next bit for about a month and a half. <laughs> and Guess what? We're we might not get to all of it. You're right. You know what? Because I'm looking at the time right now. We've been going for an hour and a half.
1: <laughs> Our <laughs> podcast is turning into three guys hang out and talk
2: about shit. And you know, know what? Cool. In this I mean, that's time, kind of a mood these days. In this
0: day and age, you know, even if I'm I, fourth wall breaking, even if you guys listening, maybe don't enjoy that. Right now, the three of us need this.
2: Is this our personal therapy project? It, because I could be okay with that.
0: You know what? It, it, it could definitely be a thing like that. For those of you who don't know me in real life, I live alone. I have, I live in, in the, this house to myself. My only socialization is Final Fantasy 14, when I stream on here and when I go to work. All right. So when I get to talk with these two yahoos, it is very therapeutic to me. Um, I was very, very low energy and down prior to the start of the show. I do not sound that way now, do I? Nope. (laughs) This is what these two do to me.
1: It it, it hits you like you're like, I don't feel like doing the show tonight, but I know that I know when I do it.
0: And then an hour and a half you're in, we're like, yeah, but I know, I know that when I get into it, i know that i can feed off of the energy of sarah and talis and talking about this thing that i love and and my energy level skyrockets and i feel amazing until i hit that uh, end stream button and then it's like oh that was a thing just to check
2: <laughs> we're not talking about cocaine right now are we
0: mm, no are on. you sure no, I'm not. <laughs> so I, I am enjoying a, a, a very, very tasty uh, Loon Juice uh, Honeycrisp Hard Cider right now.
2: That is not where I thought that sentence was going.
0: <laughs> where is uh, your mind at right now, Sarah?
2: <laughs> I watched a lot of The Good Place. Mindy St. Clair loves her cocaine.
0: Sarah, is there something that you want to talk with us about? Yeah. Sure. Oh my god!
2: I will talk with you about that for hours. No, okay. I mean,
0: I mean, I mean—is there some sort? Did, did somebody touch <laughs> you in an improper place?
2: <laughs> no, that's like half the fucking problem. <laughs> wow!
1: Wow! All right. <sighs> oh, oh like, I,
2: have, I have housemates, but like like in any type of active relationshipy type thing, and I am deeply touch starved, and it kind of sucks. No, it's true.
1: A friend of mine and i had to like exchange something on her porch today we looked at each other and she's like i want to hug you so bad and i'm like don't i go to grocery stores all day seven days a week do not touch me yeah, yeah. i'm the most dangerous person <laughs> please do
0: not S- stupid question um like i said kind of getting back into real life right now um out in in your area i mean i know for a while washington state was a hotbed of uh, of it was covid ba- it's
1: still is bad. Is it still
0: really bad? I mean, is everybody wearing masks and gloves in the whole kit?
1: A lot of people are doing masks. A lot of people are doing gloves. Um, we did kind of have a apocalypse bingo going uh, for a bunch of the shoppers for whatever weird-ass thing we would see people wearing. Um, full face masks, um, full gas masks, surgical masks, N95s, um, bandanas, um Just all kinds of weird stuff. One dude had a full face mask, filter, gas mask, goggles, the whole bit with like wolf ears on it and went all into the aesthetic, including an airbrushed wolf T-shirt. And I was like, all right, who's got this on their bingo card? Because this is just intense. And then we got like,
0: has anybody worn a plague doctor mask? Uh,
1: I know someone who really wants to get one. There was somebody at the Home Depot at Bitter Lake a couple of days ago.
0: Did they actually have the the fragrance things in the, the the beak of the mask?
1: No, they just had the mask. They didn't wow. have, like, the hat or anything. It, it it looked like a steampunk kid trying too hard on the third day of a con. It was mm-hmm. just, like, one piece of the cosplay and then, like, a T-shirt and jeans.
0: <laughs> Disappointing. It was one of those. Yeah, but, you know. I'm very Sunday sad cosplay. now. But, I mean, hey, you, you've seen one more uh, um, Plague Doctor mask than I have, so.
1: We've gotten a Plague Doctor. We got a what was it? Was it a Doraemon onesie that somebody had the other day? We've had a lot of weird stuff.
0: So I guess, do we want to talk about the story, or do we want to... Heck
1: yeah, let's get started on it, because we're not going to finish it, but we can at least push our, Yeah, push and,
0: and and we next week, we're going to be talking a lot about Final Fantasy 7. So.
2: Yep, yep. Yep. Especially with the patch schedule for this game delayed.
0: Right, Sarah, I'm going to let you kind of take over on this, because I know your summarization skills are going to be much better than mine.
2: I wasn't going to say it, but yes. No, I, I, there's a reason why
0: I wanted you on this show is because, like I said, Klaus,
2: are you familiar with the term?
0: You cut out. I didn't hear what you said.
2: Are you familiar with the term polite fiction? We all know this to be true, but no one needs to say it.
0: Well, I'm please. nodding.
2: Is everybody else nodding? Okay, great.
1: Anyway,
0: <laughs> go ahead.
2: All right. So we did previously talk about the Sorrow of Werelit, uh just mentioning that because it's going to come up very quickly, and we're just going to acknowledge that it exists and move on. The patch sequence uh, opens with uh, Kryal, uh talking to us at the Rising Stones, letting us know that the Scion's bodies are remaining stable, uh, checking in on that, and in the midst of that, Maxima, uh, the newest Garlayan defector, uh, shows up, until let us know that there's uh of uh, some unco- oncoming threats from Garlemald that they want to check in with us about. Uh, we g- go to uh, Alamigo to talk to Raban at the front uh, about what's going on at the front lines. There we also see Gaius, who tells us about the entire Imperial Palace sequence—the one that we role-played earlier, where we were as a Stinian, fighting against that uh, Arch Ultima. So he brings us up to speed on what's going on with that, of course, is the ruby weapon sequence there. And so we're in a situation where, once again, we've been kind of split between making sure that we're keeping up things uh, on the source and uh, the fate of the Scions on the first. Following the branch that goes back to the first, we head back to the Crystarium, update the Exarch and the Scions about the situation, uh, which... That uh, gives them a bit more of a determination to get back to Eorzea, start helping it with its problems, given that the first seems to now be on a much better keel. Uh, we get some of the update on uh, from Becklug and Oriange that they're working on. Modified White aura site that will be able to hold both soul and memory, thus allowing us to transport the Scions back across the Rift. But they... Ha- a way to make uh, the transfer into the aura site yet. Uh, we uh, Cap- Captain Lena uh, takes us aside, wanted to talk with us about an important matter. Uh, we found that there's a large sin eater that's been sighted, and Lena would like us to help in taking it down along with Chris, in part to act as a kind of impromptu training thing, give us a, ch- a chance to show them how it's done, help them build confidence, a little bit of kind of Uh, helping prepare the Crystarium to be ready for when we leave. But when we do arrive on the scene, uh, the Sin Eater has already been slain. Uh, The Crystarium guards tell us that a man came out of nowhere, killed the creature with a single swing of his axe, and claimed to be a Warrior of Light again. Lena's a bit concerned about uh, this person styling themselves as a warrior of light, given that title still has the tainted association with the flood of light. Uh, She knows at this point the truth of Ardbert and the others and what they did, but is concerned about how others might take this. Uh, She also takes some time to talk to us alone about the Exarch, Uh, is a little bit concerned about... uh, research what her place is in this, if she's actually still someone who can be an effective support for him, and so we take some time to reassure her of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, when stuff like this happens, you know, you need to make sure that you're, you know, so you have a support network.
2: Yep. Uh, side note, it, this uh, sequence includes the second time to which it, uh, there's been a reference made to the Crystal Exarch being so tired that he attempted to open his mail with a uh, fish. <laughs>
0: did that happen to somebody in the development team i wonder i don't know it i really like... hope
2: somebody had like
1: like grabbed a piece of sushi and was like trying to open an envelope with it in like a state <laughs> I, of
2: stupor i think the usual thing is like hey you have long thin silver fish it looks kind of like a blade you just grab it and why isn't this opening well,
0: oh because why does my mail smell like fish now
2: I did once, cat, once catch a woots knife fish that I wanted to pour a couple hundred souls into and see if I could get it up to, like, zodiac status, but apparently that's a crime against nature. Yeah, we, ca- yeah we
0: can do that with anima weapons.
2: But that's not a fish. I can't put my anima weapon in the aquarium. The Homeowners Association will complain.
0: No, they won't, because they don't exist. Anyways... <laughs>
2: anyways uh so uh we do return to the christarium uh where now the uh thoughts of the people are turning a bit more towards the future uh the uh, Eighth Umbral Calamity has been averted. Uh, Vothri's reign is over. And so the people of Norvrand are uh, trying to think about what they want their new future to be. And uh, some of them are starting to become curious about the flood of light that consumed their world. And the role that the warriors of light played in it. Wanting to try to understand the past to get more of an idea of where their world is going to be going. Alpha no, uh decides that the Scions should play a role in... Uh, telling the people about the truth of these matters. And so we go gather uh, people to come to the Etcetera, the large area in front of the Crystal Tower, where we're going to be talking to them. And the truth will set you free! Something like that.
1: God, we hope.
2: Uh, at the gathering, we tell the uh, uh, we get a speech to the people, telling them about the truth of the Warriors of Light, of the Flow of Light, all the details that we... Uh, had been kept secret, uh, and while we're doing this, we see the familiar face of Ardbear standing in the crowd. Uh, that's uh, He very quickly captures the attention of the people, uh, declaring that the will of the star itself has brought him back from the beyond, and his p- purpose is to guide the people of Norvrat to become warriors of life. Uh, going down, checking up here. And so this, of course, uh, causes a bit of a commotion. Uh, the Scions are all completely off guard, wondering what's going on here. Why is this uh, Ar- Why is this uh, person appeared?
0: It's somebody who's uh, supposed to have been dead for a hundred years.
2: Yep. And given that what we specifically know about bear's role in the defeat of Emmett Selk, that he rejoined ours, Ar- still there, this clearly has to be an imposter, which... So far as we know, Elidibus is the only person left who can do that. So this seems to be Elidibus who is taking on the role of Artbear to encourage the people to become warriors of life. But for what
0: end, we don't know yet. I mean, it's not like we can just tell them, hey, this guy is just an, an actually an, uh, a being called an assian And he's it's not really who he's, he's saying he is. I mean, they're not going to believe that.
1: He's a phony. He's a big, he's fat, a
2: big phony. fat phony. <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> and even if they did believe us I feel like that just throws things into even more chaos yeah I mean like that's something where we don't we we aren't even clear on what Elidibus is doing here it would be very easy to accidentally stumble into something that ends up furthering his plan so without further knowledge we uh, aren't good we decide to kind of step back for a moment to see if we can figure out what's going
0: on plus it'll make for a very short patch too,
1: yeah, <laughs> I, I, mean, think, I think more of I it, it has learn, to do with that yeah. last
0: bit than, than all the other stuff. But,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, let's see.
2: Uh, while we're discussing what to do about this, Yestola uh invites us to join her in the Raktika Greatwood. Uh, all the V at uh, the uh, have discovered uh chambers in the katana Ravel that might offer some new insights into the ascians into the ancient civilizations understanding a bit more of their motives uh recall that the katana Ravel was where we saw those murals that told us the original story about the fight between heidelin and zodiac and the splitting of the world
0: now aside from being an actual you know just a plot point you know to to further the story along did was there any lore reason why we discovered that these things were actually on the first where they're at um
2: it was a lot of these things were ancient cave paints people who had lived through this thing who had lived through these events, who are making a record of it, who are making art, who are doing all the stuff that people usually do. Imagine people after the end drawing out their stories to try to pass on to the next generations of this is the history of our tribe, where it came from, why we're living like this. We once lived in these magnificent cities of yada, yada, yada.
0: So they, did, did they, they have some memory of, of the original star?
2: unclear like the generations immediately after probably did i kind of wonder what the experience was like for these people who suddenly found themselves reduced like the original uh uh amarotines and the original ancients who at uh, the moment when the world was split suddenly found themselves as these kind of lesser creatures i really wonder what that experience was like
0: for yeah them. i mean because the only ones that didn't experience that were the uh, the the convocation correct
2: most of the convocation did. There's only three of them who weren't split.
0: Well, what about uh um well because there was there's been Lahabria, Emmet uh, Selk, um And Olidibus. What about uh, Igeorum? What about um So those
2: uh, all of those other ones were uh split into several shards. Now what those three that were never split, the ones who retain all the powers, they can elevate one of those fragmented ones up to the left
0: so did, up to where they were. Did they kind of somewhat rejoin them?
2: Not. It doesn't quite seem to be a rejoining. They just said that they were able to kind of like elevate them. Okay. Uh, they uh, That they can actually do this to anyone, but they tend to prefer people who were part of the original stable of Zodiac servants because they make the truest servants for them. Like they're the ones who are very on board with the plan.
0: Mm. Okay, sorry. I just wanted uh, to ask the no. question, so...
2: Always good to clarify these. Unc- so uh, we have a sequence uh, going into the Katana Ravel. Lots of fun with various ancient booby traps. Uh, what? Card mini-
0: I have to ask. What was your thought on this whole mini game bit that we had there?
2: I wasn't quite sure what they were going for with that. It was kind of fun to have the trust, a uh, little trust sequence. I know that they've seem to be having a lot more of that in the main scenario hey here's a sequence where you're gonna fight with these other people like having something where we mostly go around uh, we go around with these people for plot stuff but then whenever it comes time to fight it's oh hey we've grabbed seven random people who are out in the east on a fishing trip or stuff like that this is something that lets us develop a little more of a connection with those uh, those NPCs so I can see I it feels like they're moving a little more towards trying to do that for plot driven stuff and then for like bonus extra content or things like that is where you have a bit of the tougher team up with other players thing.
0: Okay. Now that brings up another question, but I'll, I'll pose that later on. All right. Don't let me forget about it though. <laughs> sure thing. Uh, so we do
2: have uh, various traps to deal with, ancient uh, guardian monsters to fight. At the end of that, we discover the tomb of the archmage Tiuna, a legendary hero of Ronka, uh, said to be a master spell cast, have to possess an ability to understand and communicate that, uh, in its description, sounds extremely similar to the echo. Uh, this uh, coincidence seems to become something much more when examining her t- uh, the chamber of her tomb. We see a mural showing this archmage uh, witnessing a star shower. Hmm. Yeah, this is an image that we ourselves beginning of our adventures that uh I especially those who began in 1.0 the star shower being this really fundamental thing that uh seemed to the people who are uh had the awakeco echo them oh echo awakened
0: in them. <laughs> how that many event. how many have you had tonight <sighs> not <laughs> not, enough, not enough Clearly, not enough
2: <laughs> uh but so this uh seems to be another uh point into the idea that star showers are somehow related to the echo
0: because it's, it's a, a, a vision of the, uh, the, the, well,
2: we're not there yet. The, well, we, at this point, we know that it's something that we witnessed that we continue with that. We even saw in that, those last days of Amro. that this seems to have some connection going on.
0: There. Yeah. That's all I was going to say is we think that, that yeah. the star shower it has to do with the, the final days and, and um, you know, right around the time of the sundering. Yep. Some of the last memories like, of the, uh, the the original Emorosians. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all I was going to say. I wasn't going to go any other way with it. That's fair. Uh, we return
2: to Slitherbow where uh, Ishtola prepares to pack up her uh, her stuff, prepare her room for the next person, and otherwise prepare to depart the village. Uh, while we're in the Great Wood, we do come across Ardbear or Alida Bear to him, who seems to be journeying all over the land, spreading uh, the good news of the Warriors of Light and encouraging people to follow in their uh, footsteps to become Warriors of Light in their own right. Uh, We trade Barbs back and forth, but he is very tight-lipped about why he is uh, doing what he's doing, making it very clear that he has no intention of helping us with anything that would allow us to defeat his plans, that he like type like M itself was. Uh let's see. Uh and so, once again, trying to dig a bit more into uh, the history of the Asians, the history of Amarote, uh, we Uriange comes up uh, upon the idea of using Bismarck to explore a bit deeper in the Tempest, uh the Ando a much deeper uh, structure far below the ones we had uh, previously been able to reach. Uh, we make our way to the Isle of Ken to meet up uh, with Bismarck. Urianger having a momentary pratfall as he attempts to demonstrate his water walking spell, uh, which he loses concentration on at a key moment and so falls into the lake. Which, although it's funny for a moment, see the quickly uh, have a momentary dizzy spell. Seems to be highlighting that the connection between the Scions, uh spirits and their bodies is continuing to weaken, and that time is starting to run out for us.
0: Yeah, it's, it's kind of a a whole scene where you know he, he's, yeah, it's like he's losing you know his his mind so to speak.
2: Yeah, he's like doing this entire uh, slightly showy thing, talking about how he will. Helping this magic that will allow him to walk on the water as if it was glass. Takes a few halting steps, then begins to stride. But then in the most midst of it, has a momentary pause. uh, Seems to be like reaching for his head. And in that moment, he loses concentration on his spell and falls right into the water.
0: Sploosh. (laughs) Just like Naruto. See, when you you
2: say... like Archer, and very different meaning. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, uh, there's a lot of uh, memes about Orianger being, like, a secret, like, flirty, whatever type thing. So I could still work with this, but not what you were going for, I think. No. Anyways! Uh. So, uh... Bismarck, uh... After we do a couple small quick favors for him, Bismarck uh, clears the path for us down to beneath uh, the depths of the Tempest we had visited before and to Anamnesis Anider, which seems to largely be a storehouse where concepts and other things were kept that would then be brought to Academia Anider as needed. Now, this is not part of the Amorot that uh, Emmett Selk had recreated, and so it bears a lot more of the hallmarks of a building that has spent millennia under the water, uh, crusted in sea life, all sorts of different little pathways and things through it. Though the inside is in still remarkably good shape. Uh, We do make our way in, fighting through uh, resistance, including uh, an ondo. The uh, benthus, I think they are. Benthi- I know it's from the root word for benthic. Uh, but fighting off an uh, Ondo forces that appear to be preparing for an attack on uh, the friendly Ondo. So a little bit of killing two birds with one stone. Yeah, there.
0: they're the, the the bad Sahagin, basically. Yeah. And we took out their queen,
2: so that may be the last we see of them.
0: For 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 a nice uh, nice steak dinner.
2: Sure. A little bit of surf and turf there.
1: Uh, I don't know. There's there's too many places for that to go. I'm just going to have to yeah, let that one. Go. Yeah,
2: just let it go. Yeah, probably the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, And exploring within the depths of Anamnesis and Uh, we activate... Or a device activates of its own accord, uh conjuring the image of several ancient beings, uh showing them in conversation about the summoning of Hydalin. Now these are the uh from the conversation we're quickly able to determine that these are the people who objected to the su- uh summoning of Zodiac. They describe it as something that is only a temporary fix that isn't going to handle the true problem, uh, and so are discussing the summoning of their own creatures and creation Hydelin in order to act as a counter to it. Uh, we get a lot of unexpected details from this. Uh, the uh, head of this uh was an ancient named Vena, which Final Fantasy XII players may recognize as the member of the Okuri uh, opposed his uh, brethren's uh, plans and designs for the world. Very instrumental in the history in the reigns of uh reigns of history in the hands of man mindset. That Vena uh was uh became the heart of Hydalin, uh sacrificed his life to act as the core for this uh summoned creature. And uh find that this uh became the heart of Zodiar. And that there was a defector from the Convocation, who we had seen referred to before, that they had tried to get this defector to join them, but were not successful. So all of this turns a lot of our long-standing beliefs on its head. the Elitibus that we have interacted with cannot be the Elitibus of the original Elitibus of the Convocation because that one get, went to become the heart of Zodiac. So it's unclear exactly who this Elitibus was, who they may have been before, what the motivations may be. All of a sudden, we know a lot less about this uh, person than we think we do.
0: So, question then, is it possible that this particular Elitibus is actually uh, an elevated person that honestly could be you know may, maybe emmett selk was was one of the only and uh, lahabri were the only ones that were still remaining and they el- and elevated these others maybe or it's possible that you know once the original elitibus became the heart they had uh installed a new um right that person with that like title
2: That seems like the most likely one, though it also raises a question like, why does this matter? We've never had any dealings except with this elitimus. Why would the fact that someone else had the title before change anything of what we know or what we're doing? It's possible that it might, they just don't have anything to suggest that it's meaningful, which makes me wonder, why has this been brought up? From a meta storytelling perspective, it's not clear what this means or why it would be significant. Uh, the other one, which was one that had, uh, um, especially among the player base, there had been the knowledge that there was a member of the Convocation of 14 uh, that defected. The assumption had always been to join up with, uh, join up and be involved in the uh, summoning of Heidelin. The idea that, oh, we are somehow connected to or some reincarnation or tied to this defector, and that this is why we have this connection to Heidelin. And it turns out that that doesn't seem to be the case either. If we are connected to this defector, this defector didn't join up with the Heidelin group either. So what did they do? Yeah. So it's something... This was one where we technically got a lot of new information but it was stuff that didn't really answer much and upended a lot of stuff we thought we knew.
0: Now remember, though, this was only half of the story that we're going to be getting and the other half is... And the conclusion to it is coming in 5.3. Right. So everything we learned in this particular patch, I'm sure is going to have... We'll determine why it's been told to us.
2: It's setting pieces on the board.
0: Mm -hmm. It's getting us thinking about things and I think that's exactly what they want us to do is they want us to to think about you know
2: like we thought the game board had been laid out it was just a question of how the pieces were going to be and then our opponent just brought out a second box of pieces and started setting up more stuff mm-hmm.
1: oh god we're we're playing gloomhaven okay Ooh, sweet
2: <laughs> i always wanted to play that it's not good yeah it's not uh, <laughs> so uh the record cuts out at that point. Uh, Ishtola is actually remaining behind in order to try to activate it. Uh, and she'll follow up with that. Uh, she, in fact, I believe, is still down there trying to see if she can get any more information out of the records. So we may hear a bit more from her once the new patch sequence starts up. But while we're waiting for uh, for that, Uri Anche uh, suggests that we all just like. Oh, hang on, misread this spin. So we return to uh, the Crystarium to check in on the Crystal Exarch and his attempts to develop the Soul Vessel to find him outside of the tower in the Excedra, in that big open area, trying to calm the people of the Crystarium. Uh, it seems that a lot of people took uh, heed of and uh, Arbert's words, Illidabair's words, and want to leave and become warriors of light and become adventurers in their own right. Which one or two on their own is perfectly manageable, but if you have a large portion of the Crystarium's workforce leaving all at once, there is a serious concern about whether they're going to be able to maintain basic operations. You need some bi- a minimum amount of people to actually run the city. Uh, but you have a lot of people who have had this kind of zeal for adventure and for becoming warriors of light and helping the people, and it's now actually a serious civic risk. In the midst of this, the sky goes dark, and of uh, holding the appearance of a glowing light and a shower of stars, yet another star shower. A appears at this point, proclaiming that those who have seen the star shower are themselves newly uh, deemed warriors of light. And those uh, who uh, the people in the etc. pause in shock as they start hearing a strange voice in their head. One that they describe as being very similar to the voice of Heidel and that we heard once upon a time telling us hear, feel, and think. So we seem to have had a mass awakening of the Echo in these people, which, again, Alita Bear has uh, told them is proof positive that they have been selected to be Warriors of Light by the Star. We've, uh, catch up with Alita Bear himself, who, again, while he's not giving us any information as to his reasoning behind his actions, does confirm that the Star Shower was an illusion that he had created. Uh... After we uh, talk a bit with some of the people who are heading off to become Warriors of Light themselves, including a couple of the Crystarium Guardsmen that we have uh, been talking with before, now suited up for their Crystarium uniforms, Uh, without any really any other option, we give them some advice and uh, pretty much like that. I had a sentence and then I lost it. And send them on their way with some advice and some encouragement. Uh, I let's see. Uh, in, we do discuss the idea that based on the sequences of events we saw, and based on uh, Alida Bear verifying that the star shower awoke the echo as a replica of the events that. Uh, the final days of Amuro Uh, it's something that uh, activates a racial memory deep within us this uh, event burned into our ether having it reproduced before us reawaken some of these abilities and some of these aspects of the ancients he describes it as a pale imitation but still powers far beyond what ordinary people have
0: so he's basically using their creation magic to be able to, to do this seems like
2: The idea is that kind of by showing uh, people this image that activates this deeply buried racial memory, it triggers something inside them that uh, accesses this dormant power and brings forth this power of the Ancients.
0: So he's created mutants.
2: More like he awoke a a latent mutant power that was always there, but just kind of like buried and dormant.
0: So these are the new mutants. Got it.
2: Sure. <laughs> we'll go with that. Oh, these are the new class. Okay, good.
0: Yes. It's not the first class.
2: Uh, this does... <laughs> I know there had been a long-standing thing about the belief that the Echo was a gift of Hydaelyn, and this uh, is explained to recontextualize that the Echo is this just that Hydaelyn is continually calling forth uh, to... Pretty much like broadcasting on all frequencies. So typically when the e- someone has the echo awakened in them, they start being able to hear the voice of Hydaelyn. And from that, it came this association that the echo must come from Heidelin when actually it's the other way around. The echo is what lets you hear Heidelin.
0: So here's a question. Who awoken it in us?
2: Yeah, like there is a thing where we ended up witnessing a star shower for uh, whatever reason, depending on where in the uh, whether well, you started 1.0 and 2.0 stuff. At some point you witnessed it. And yeah, there's that question of how exactly that happened.
0: Was also, it one of the Asians oh, that did this to, to start some shit or was there's it? There's some uh, other
2: p- piece on the board. This also got some good discussion going among the lore mongers that made people wonder back in the uh, fifth uh, astral era when Shaitoto was doing stuff like the spell. Did she go and awaken a whole bunch of echoes? I mean, if any kind of vision of a star. (laughs) uh, No, I don't want that. It's possible, but I don't want it. (laughs) Yeah, there's all sorts of... Okay, when did someone accidentally echo create a whole bunch of echoes? Everything about that scares me. Yeah. And so, uh, that pretty much brings us to our close uh, at the Crystal Tower, where we check in again with the uh, Exarch about what we found at Anonesis. Uh, Thancred proposes that he'll use his uh, skill in spycraft and subterfuge to try to keep an eye on Bear. Uh Orianger will keep assisting the research at the umbilicus for the uh, transfer uh, the using the orosite. Uh, and uh, they suggest that, uh, the Exarch suggests that we take this uh, moment to rest, which he recognizes has some amount of irony coming from him, but given that everyone else has things to work on, uh, counsels us to marshal our strength and be ready for whatever comes next. We do close with a final scene uh, at the, uh, our suite at the Pendants, where one of the uh, uh, hunters who uh, helped us hunting the Cardinal Virtues comes to discuss uh, what they'd seen. These uh, hunters, of course, knowing a bit more of the story of Arbert than others, uh, to share sympathy, to discuss uh, the souling of the Warriors of Light good name and that this cannot be stood for and to offer us some support in this dark time.
0: I thought it was cool that we could, depending on how many of those we actually completed, we could see one or all of them. hmm
1: Yeah. If- I did a few, because I was like, wait, this looks cool. I want to see if I can get another one and then I proceeded to do enough of them that I don't think I saw them all, but I saw a bunch.
2: Yeah. So there are, of course, the four role quests, plus there's one more that's kind of a tying all the stories together. Yep. Once you've
0: finished all of them.
2: Once you've finished all four role uh, quest lines. And you you have to finish at least one line in order to uh, finish uh, Shadowbring.
0: Correct. You so there's always going to be one.
2: But if there's multiple ones that you finished, then you're offered a list of who it is that's come to see you, and you'll have a little discussion based a little of, on the specifics of the quest you had with them. It, the if, one for the combined one is really good.
0: N- Giot's the best.
2: Giot's also pretty great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I should watch the combined one though, but I I, I watched. Hmm. Um, I don't remember which one I picked. I think I picked the top one because I thought that's. I I wasn't realizing what was going on. I'd already done all of them. I just saw a list of people. I couldn't. Not all the names were, were making sense. But then, they showed the person in, you know, when they showed the cutscene, or in the uh, right. the the um, the trailer. Right. So I picked that person.
2: Mm. I picked the tank one just because I was like, "Okay, this was the one I started with," and I'm kind of on a tank job type.
0: And that was also the one that they showed in the cutscene or in the in the right. trailer.
2: Because the quasi-canon thing for the trailer stuff is that you're a dark knight through these
0: things. It's true, I, I guess that that does make sense. But
2: <laughs>
1: oh, it's true because we are kind of like supposed to be a dark knight through all this.
2: I mean, just like supposedly in Stormblood, we were a monk.
1: Ah, fair. I don't think I... Well, no, I did play oh. Monk in Stormblood. Not a lot, though.
2: In terms of, like, the little opening movie and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, Shadowbringer's opening movie, movie like... it's like,
1: you're everything. It's like, okay. <laughs>
2: one brings shadow, one brings light. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Klaus did link an article where someone was uh commenting oh and talking God. a little about some of the meta aspects of it which was really fun.
0: It was a hilarious it, it's from February when this all came out but it's it is absolutely hilarious. It's from uh twinfinite.com twinfinite.net, excuse me. Um, talking about how the uh this patch got hilariously meta. Yeah.
2: Basically uh, you should you should link it. It's worth I already, uh, reading in full. I already did. But Check, yeah, check, it's check. discussing the it's discussing the idea that playing an MMO is always a little bit weird when it's like, hey, you're the Warrior of Light, you're the Chosen One. There's all these other people running around saying like, oh yes, this I'm the Warrior of Light, I'm the Chosen One. Hey, come help me fight this Primal. And now, and that's always something that could be a little bit jarring, can take you out of it a little bit. And then yeah, now that's becomes something that's become an actual plot point. There's all these NPCs who who's like.
0: I'm the chosen one. You have the echo. You have the echo. You have the echo. Everybody has the echo. (laughs) You get a pot, and you get a pot, and you get a pot. Stop it. God. That was a funny quest, though.
2: It was. It was a super funny quest. It was. But so yeah, the article is exploring a little bit like just how chaotic and disjointed the world becomes if you have a hot, fuck ton of people going around saying that they're the Chosen One. Side note, this is why I think in most role-playing communities and groups, unless there's like an explicit thing for it, all characters are specifically not the Warrior of Light just because otherwise things get way too
0: well, messy. In, in, in certain ones, yes, they, where they, they, they play an adventurer, not... They're, they're not actually the warrior of light at that point
2: yeah it's much more common to see that for a lot of role playing groups just because having declaring themselves a the warrior of light and oh hey there are these things that were done by the warrior of light and all that it becomes very tangled and complicated it's just easier all around if you skip it
0: so wow we got through that in, a, in just over half an hour
2: I summarize good bitches yeah Do. <laughs>
0: It was a good story. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I'm looking forward to what we get in, in 5.3 now.
2: It was definitely a bit more of the, as I said, the setting the pieces on the game board. There wasn't as much of like the huge, massive dramatic sequences. It was a lot more wait, that's funny. Wait, that's strange. What does this mean? But you need a bit of that for the dramatic pieces to really land.
0: Mm hmm. All right. So since we're uh, g- going longer than we have in the past couple episodes, let's go ahead and mm-hmm. just wrap this one up. So that's going to do it for this episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like, subscribe, or follow us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, I believe we are out on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, um, or whatever your preferred podcatcher is. or are probably on there. We're, we're trying to get there. And uh, if, if there's one that you listen to and we're not there, let us know what it is so we can maybe try and get out on it. And uh, when you do listen to us, leave us a rating or a review, if possible, because um, it lets other people know um, about our show, lets us know how we're doing, and it actually helps us to be seen in the, in the, uh, the podcasting community. And if you really dig this show, you can consider subscribing here at twitch.tv slash phoenix.radio, where you get access to a number of emotes and uh, subscriber badges um, or you can support us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash radio like our amazing friend Rory Fenrir. Um, all the proceeds we get go towards growing the show, uh, covers some of the hosting costs and allows us to do some of the giveaways like the uh, Phoenix Down pick-me-up contest that we're doing right now. Um, It'll, it'll, it covers a lot of that type of stuff. And uh, we're also probably going to be doing a contest once we hit 1,000 followers. I know we're in the mid-800s uh, right now, so it's not that far off.
2: Dang. Hey. Yeah. Um,
0: but whatever type of support you want to give us, whether it's emails, likes, tweets, retweets, uh, donations, follows, or subs, it's always greatly appreciated because we just love interacting with you guys and the rest of the community. Like I said, if you want to check out our uh, backlog of uh, uh, all our podcasts, as well as some interesting uh, articles, um, you can go to our website, uh, HTTPS, nice and secure now, www.phoenixdownradio.com. You can send us an email, podcast at phoenixdownradio.com, or you can hit us up on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash phoenixdownradio. So, shout out to anybody.
1: Shout-outs to my FC Unity in over here on Hyperion. You're all amazing people. Uh, we've all kind of reached a point where we're starting to divide and separate, and a few of us might be leaving the FC. Uh, so who knows? I might be a Phoenix Town member eventually someday soon. Uh, but shout-outs to everybody. It's been an awesome couple of years. Thank you guys for everything that you have done. Uh, shout-outs to Bannon for being an awesome crafter, both in and out of game. He has made me some awesome HQ gear. He also helped me replace my spark plugs the other day.
0: Oh, wow. Cool.
2: Bang.
1: Yeah. And how, he's been super cool.
0: And how can people find you if they want to see what the, the uh, formerly most interesting potato in, in Norzia <laughs> is up to?
1: Uh, please find me on Twitter, at Talzmarvelous. That's T-A-L-I-Z, Marvelous. Spoiler alert. Uh, I don't like Aerith. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> just so when you go there, you're not hit. With a surprise, those of you um, watching
0: on live or the uh, YouTube version, that's why I have the Aerith minion out.
1: <laughs> yep, specifically for that. She's mm. hiding behind the couch, and I have my camera turned so that I can't see her.
0: Well, but not um, not for everybody seeing. She's giving you a flower now.
1: Oh no, no. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been it's been fun. Join me on Twitter. I post a lot of pictures of cars. Like a lot.
0: All right, thank, thank you. A lot. <laughs> Sarah?
2: All right. Shout outs to my uh, social link shell friends, Allard Barros, Magnus Aurelion, and Limecat Indignatio uh, for late night chatting, uh, helping keep me sane when I was making Dragon Sung tools and trying to ignore the rest of the world. Uh, it's always you guys, you're great. Uh, Shout out to my dad for very generously gifting me Final Fantasy VII Remake to help take my mind off of things for the upcoming weeks. Really looking forward to cracking that one open and to sharing some of those sequences. Oh, God, I hope the Wall Market sequence is great because I know he's going to watch
0: um, to see that. Dude, you are really going to enjoy it.
2: Excellent. Also, it's your so dad good.
0: says, woo, in chat.
2: Yay. Ah, Miss <laughs> Cloud. I think we were trying to come up with a drag name for it at some point. Anyways, I'm sidetracking. <laughs> yeah.
0: As you do. Huh. <laughs> and
2: okay, uh, you can f- probably the easiest way to find me is on Twitter at FF14Sair. That's F-F-X-I-V-S-E-Y-R-R, where I mostly post. I'm not posting as many pictures of interesting things I find at the library, given that the library is closed for a while. Hmm that I cook. Oh, I should post pictures of the French style scrambled eggs I did. I got chives and then I found that you can just eat chives straight up and they're kind of great.
0: They are good.
2: Also, I have enough stuff to improvise my own cocktail sauce, which is great. Ooh. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Also, I may have taken a shot of Worcestershire sauce straight up.
0: Don't. You just wanted the umami, didn't you? I don't think we heard. I what can you said. hear you judging me, Talies.
1: I'm doing anything. I know I think loudly.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, I think that's about everything.
0: <laughs> Nico in chat saying, "Family tradition." <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. that kind of is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, it's his fault. Blame him for it.
0: And I want to throw shout outs to everybody watching us here live at twitch.tv slash Phoenix time radio. Necromancer, Thank you for, uh, gifting Sarah a copy of final fantasy seven. Um, it, it, I know he's going to enjoy it. It's been a knowing Sarah the way I do. He really likes that stuff. So he's going to love it. Um, can't <laughs> wait to hear his, uh, his reactions to it. Um, Shoutouts outs to these two knuckleheads, uh, Talas and Sarah so much for all of the help that they, uh, that they're really helpful to me in this time. You know, having somebody to talk with about something fun, uh, really makes it a lot easier to deal with the things that we're going through right now. So thank you to you two for kind of being there when I need to just talk about something.
2: It's totally a mutual support thing. Agreed.
0: Uh, Huge shout-out to Jimmy's Pizza here in Hutch. They are amazing people if you're ever in the area. Definitely check them out. Um, Like I said, dine-in's closed, but uh, takeout and delivery are available. Um, And if you let me know ahead of time, I can get you some pizza. So. (laughs) Mm. But, uh, no, really awesome people. I'm really thankful for their supports during this. Um, Yeah, it'd be a lot tougher, I think, to have to deal with all that if I didn't have something to put my mind to. So, and again, thank you to everybody listening out on the podcast as well. You guys are the reason why we do this. Uh, so, for my co host oh, you can find me at uh, PHXDN underscore KLAUSS out on Twitter, PHXDN underscore Klaus. I haven't been posting a ton because I've been really busy with the, 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 the whole delivery stuff, and uh, it's really hard for me right now to. Uh, I think to to, to really justify putting a lot of stuff out on social media I need to get better at that but um...
2: I think a lot of people are taking a little time to kind of like turn inward a little bit look at what's going on like in their own lives and in the world around them it's not, it's not a bad thing to take stock and think about what we want the world to be like.
0: And I mean, I really am not sure that me externalizing what's going on in my life is going to be very beneficial to people. So I'm, that's maybe part of the reason why I'm holding off on it. I'm not sure that my situation is all that great or bad or interesting in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But with you know, if you guys ever want to talk like I said, you can reach out to me there. You can email. You can hit me up on Discord. We, you know, If you need that, we're here for you. So, Anyway, with all that said, for my co-hosts, Sarah Timono, and for Talis Marvelous, I am Klaus Neibringer, wishing everybody a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care. Phoenix Down Radio is a production of phoenixdownradio.com and Illusion Productions. Final Fantasy 14 Tena and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Down Radio is a copyright of Square Enix. Open the music for Phoenix Down Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal Chocobo theme cover and many other music videos at youtube.com slash Gear Rocky. Closing music for this episode is provided by Guitar Wanker 90. Please check out their full version of Matoya's Cave and other rock video game covers at youtube.com slash 90. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.